nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Yes, that's right, infidels. You found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else, because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, infidel. Hello, so sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! This is Homeboy88 for the Video Game Connection. Join us weekly for the most entertaining video game podcast you'll ever hear. Join Ivan, Big Tom, and myself as we review the latest games, up-to-date gaming news, and game previews all in comedic form. It's a jam-packed hour of ear fun with our own video game rap songs. Listen to the Video Game Connection wherever you listen to podcasts, except Walmart. Never Walmart. Keep gaming and keep listening to the Video Game Connection. Jericho locked in with Kingston in the bar. 
and a near fall. Jericho wiping the blood out of his eyes so he has better vision. Got the blood still streaming down the face. I've had blood in my eyes and it burns as advertised. Oh God, oh! And he's trying to mop that barbed wire chair. But the operative word barbed wire, even if you, oh. you get your knee or something in the way, it's still punishing. Oh, I'm not oh, no, telling no, no. you. Yeah, Jericho, oh, Jericho, man, this is too much here. Jericho keeps reaching deeper and deeper to end this thing. Oh! And Eddie reacted through the chair up in the air. Jericho had no way to, to change direction. Kingston, the back fist! The back fist out of one, two, no! Oh, my God, Jericho got a right shoulder up. But Taz, did Kingston break his hand earlier in the match? Punch of Jericho! He might have. He keeps, you know, shaking that hand out now. They, they think that's razor wire. That's it. You know, when you throw all the punches, oh, you're going to break something. He's grabbing him with his bare hand. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh. Kingston picking up where he left off at blood and guts. The stretch bump with Jericho shrouded in barbed wire. Yeah, he's had Jericho in that hole before the stretch plum. That's how he won their match at Revolution. He was on the verge of winning blood and guts with this. Just wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Guevara. Sammy Guevara's back. We haven't seen Sammy since Kingston threw him off the top of the cage in Detroit. And now Sammy's back to save his boss's ass and to get some retribution. Again, all legal referee Aubrey Edwards cannot do anything about this. It's a death match. And Jericho with Sammy Guevara, the secret weapon. And oh, now, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, whoa. the shot oh. in the fact. Oh, no, it's a barbed wire. And Kingston wrapped around the arm of Jericho. Gotta be over. Gotta be over. Thank God. Eddie yeah, might be able to get out of here in one piece. Chris Jericho. A bloody piece. A bruised piece. A war. This took everything Jericho had. And I don't just mean physically, I think everything he had in reserve, bringing in Anna Jay, Guevara, this return, we thought Guevara was weeks away from coming back. Jericho outthought everybody. He's always a step ahead. Oh, God, he's not done with Eddie either. Oh, oh the low blow by Kingston. And now, oh, Kingston's a back fist. He just clobbered Jericho, and now Guevara sent to the outside. Look at Eddie going back on Jericho. He wants some more of that blood. Yeah, it's not about winning and losing. That's done with. He just wants to kick the hell out of Chris Jericho here. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, Nowhere to go with a stuck barbed wire. The barbed wire spider web. Kingston. He may have lost a match, but he lived up to his word. My God, ladies and gentlemen, to help it out. We'll see you Friday night on Rampage for Taz F. Caliber. I'm Jim Rossing. Thanks for joining us. My God almighty. Good night, everybody. He's going to rip his shoulders out of socket here. And Darby got to tap out. Oh, but the, the hands of Brody King, he broke the grip of Darby. Right into that rear naked. Good job by Darby Allen there. Not letting Brody King get back up to his feet. Yeah, really, I'm sorry, Taz, thinking one move ahead here. That's right, the quick transition was key there, guys. And Brody King, though, doing a great job. Of carrying Darby Allen up to a vertical position. Oh, no. Oh, no. Whoa, the cannonball into the corner. That might be it. That might be it. I don't know if Darby can come back from that. All of the weight and the massive size of Brody King, Giovanni, just crushed Darby Allen. Just not only that, all the size, but all the momentum as well running here. Boom. Oh, wow. Oh, wow.
Dolby's yeah. low back hit that turnbuckle. Ooh, yeah, the middle of steel. The ring under there. The best damn week of the summer is coming back on Sunday on Discovery Shark Week. People will be living underwater for seven days. Great whites will shatter cages, and the biggest celebrities in the world will join in the fun. Get your heart pumping for Shark Week starting July 24th, 8 p.m. on Discovery. I think Darby Allen wishes he was on the water right about now. Now you talk about the steel, Darby just ripped. He exposed the turnbuckle. Yeah, right. And that the the back of Brody's neck struck that turnbuckle, and Darby comes, coming off. He's looking for the stunner. Oh, no. Well, history's about to repeat itself with this weird naked off the apron. This is like, oh, this is what happened at the Royal Rampage. Exactly. And Darby goes out. He's His done. hands drop. Well, unfortunately, though, this is not over the top rope to the floor match. It's a regular match, obviously. And now can Darby beat the count? may need some smelling salts. Yeah, Darby's not moving. The referee's about to hit four. Well, it I, I looks like Brody King's looking to get the count-out victory here. See Brody clutching the back of his head. And I think there might be some blood on that top turnbuckle. You better hurry. Now you got to get on the hop. Darby Allen. Oh, he beat the count. Oh, man, every ounce of effort in the world just to propel himself back into the ring. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Oh, the Gonzo oh, Bomb! God, just end the match. The Gonzo Bomb! The one, the two, and the three! The winner of this match, Brody King. That was insanity, that Gonzo Bomb. Take a look here. Let's take a look here towards the end of this matchup, guys. And just... Brody King deadlifts Darby Allen and drives him down in, in oh. such a vicious fashion, Taz. Hey, uh, I broke my neck many years ago, and watching that makes me cringe. God! Brody King, a dominant performance here in our opening contest tonight, Tony. Absolutely, and not only that, he's not oh, no. done for crying out loud. Oh, man, don't do this. Again? He's doing it to a man who's out. Brody King is trying to draw out Sting. Well, that'll do it. It worked, comes here, Sting! The icon Sting striding to the ring, and Brody King spoiling for a fight. Look how calm he looks, man. He is ready for a fight. He is not intimidated at all by Brody King. No, and 50 years of wrestling on TBS. And this is one of the greatest wrestlers ever on TBS, the Stinger. Oh, Sting! He's got him hooked. Oh! Oh, he had him in the Scorpion Death Drop. What the hell happened? The lights go out. I heard the thump. I think Sting dumped him. What the hell's going on? I don't know. I, you're right. I think he did dump him, Taz, because I heard it too. What? 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 Oh, Malachi oh. Black. We saw the stalemate between Malachi Black and Sting on Friday night. Double whammy. This rear choke by this massive monster in the mist. How many have felt that mist? And look at Sting fading under the, the grip of Brody King. Wow. Now what? That can mean only one thing. Redeemer. Well, it definitely 
stop the House of Black in their tracks, and there he is, Miro. And we've heard on his interviews the last few weeks, Eric Excalibur, talk about the House of Black. And Miro, the Redeemer, with the House of Black in his sights. I mean, remember the battles that Darby Allen and Miro have had in the past. Now, Miro coming to Darby and Sting's aid. He has stopped short of the ring here. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Not, not, not getting into the ring. Not, I mean, it's a two-on-one situation. For that, I don't blame Miro. He's got his eyes closed, kind of. He opens his eyes, a smile on the face. Malachi. What are we witnessing here? Welcome to the PWC Wednesday Night Skirmish on a Thursday, actually. I'm your host, Jimmy T, and my co-host is back once again. He's the three-time opinion heavyweight, technically, but he's also a three-time Hammy Award winner, technically. He's Jamie the Vet Williams. Welcome to the show, man. Sorry for the sort of just to put you on the spot, but here we are on the skirmish, man. I'm here. Uh, is, is the mic sound good? Does everything sound all right? I don't get a chance to chance. test anything. Oh, I know. I threw you in a deep end, man. No, you sound great as you always do, man. Okay, good. Well, that's the important thing. 
Sound good Always. and look good, right? No shave. 100%. <laughs> undershirt. Sweating buckets. That's what's up. How are you? But how are you, Jimmy? Excuse me. Oh, still coughing, man. But I'm good. I'm good. You know, it's funny. I just watched Dynamite. And, uh, well, whatever the fuck it's called. Fighter Fest, Week 2, Shark Week. What the hell is this shit, man? And I didn't even know we got Fight for the Fallen next week. Like, what the hell, man? I don't know. That's a... the Fight for the Fallen is like a charity thing, right? Like, it's named after some sort of a charity thing they have in Florida or something? I forgot. I believe, I believe it's for victims of gun violence as a matter of fact that's what it was originally based of mm -hmm. but um i don't know if it still is but it used to be kind of a pay-per-view wasn't it a pay-per-view i don't think so i think it was like i think it was like one of these things you know how they just name their tv shows every week now like it's it's always some you know road rager or whatever like i think it's just one of those i think it was one of those like a special thing but that was back when they were doing it at Daly's Place. I think that and it might have been the first Daly's Place show that they did was Fight for the Fallen. But I could be mistaken. What do I know? I'm just some guy. I don't know anything about wrestling or whatever. Well, you're the vet, and that's why they call you the vet, man. So uh, I think you're right anyway. As a matter of fact, you are right. But, um, yeah, look, I'm just sick of all these gimmicks week in, week out. Like, what's the point, man? It doesn't, like, get the numbers up. It doesn't do anything. And to be fair... I felt like they were bastardizing themselves to Discovery with all the Shark Week advertising and all that, and the rest is wearing the shark hats, whatever the fuck they were. I'm I mean, seriously. <laughs> it's it's just stupid and silly, man, in my opinion, but each to their own, I guess. Everybody loves Shark Week, Jimmy. Don't you know that? <laughs> oh, man. Well, especially in summer here, man. Poor dude got eaten by a shark. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Legitly got eaten by a shark. Poor dude. But um, yeah, man, uh, it is what it is. Um, do you think, do you think Discovery would have put them onto that for them to do that, or do you think TK would have been like, eh, let's you know suck it a little bit and uh, you know shine up Discovery just just a little tad? Um, I could see either one or maybe a little of both. <laughs> there may have been some discussions, right? Like just jeez. What do you want to do for Shark Week, Tony? Oh, huh? man. Huh? <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ. Oh, man, it is what it is. I mean, but before we get into Dynamite, I want to ask you, man. All right. Ain't Jeff Jarrett great? Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Exactly. Howdy, folks. <laughs> How the hell does this guy book himself, not only in the Ric Flair retirement match, whatever the hell it's called, uh, he's back in WWE in management, and heck, he's even a special guest referee at SummerSlam. I mean, <laughs> ain't he great? <laughs> well, Jimmy, he's the world's greatest singer, the world's greatest entertainer, and the world's oh greatest worker, because he definitely uh, just finds himself in places um, that you would never expect him to, to, to step foot in again. Uh I've said this on a couple of shows, but I watching SmackDown, right, is so bad oh. that a few like a couple of months ago, I was just saying to myself, can they can what do we have to do? Can we just get Jeff Jarrett on TV, please, to save this mess? That's how bad SmackDown is, because you're asking for <laughs> Jeff Jarrett to save it. 
That's how bad SmackDown is, bro. But I was like, please, can we get somebody that knows something about wrestling on this fucking show? Please. Oh, uh, and it looks like uh, Dynamite needs Jeff Jarrett, too, after what we saw. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. Jesus Christ, man. I'm not going to lie. I feel like the last three weeks of Dynamite has been the drizzling shit, in my opinion, in terms of booking and just some of these gimmicks and matches. I mean... There's a gimmick matchup every week at this point. I mean, seriously, it's barbed wire everything. To me, it was barbed wire stupidity. I mm. mean, seriously, it was overbooked in many mm. ways as well. Mm. But we'll get to that main event anyway. But it's just a whole lot of silly. But I guess <laughs> it is what it is. But let's get into it anyway. We get our first match of the evening between Brody King and Darby Allen, And man... Is Darby Allen a fool or, or I don't know, man, because this guy just, I mean, how old is he? He's only still like 23, 24, right? Some, he's somewhere in the mid twenties. Well, by the time he hits 25, he'll be done the way he's going, man. Mm-hmm. In terms of the way he, I mean, he sells shit well, but then again, it must fucking really hurt, bro. Because <laughs> I mean, he gets tossed around like nothing, especially mm-hmm. by Brody King. And boy, I'm glad Brody King actually ended up winning because if he had lost that match, it would have been ridiculous. So Darby Allen's a guy that he knows what he's doing. Um, in every so. in every aspect of it. If if I say that, you could take that to mean he knows what he's doing in the ring, like as a worker and how wrestling is supposed to be. You could also take that as he knows that his time is limited and he just doesn't care. Like he understands that this is, you know, it's not like he's, he's doing this, um, being confused about it. Like I, I got to do this. So the people will like me, uh, cause I can't do anything else. Like he, he's has to know exactly like he's not going to, um, I'm not, I'm not explaining this right. You know how like Mick Foley, right? Mick Foley was down on himself and he thought he needed to take those bumps because otherwise no one would want to see him for any reason. You know, he didn't, he didn't think much of his, his athleticism, uh, his looks. Um, he had good promos, but apparently that wasn't enough for him to think that he was worthy. So he took these crazy bumps that nobody else would take. And of course, as he got older, he's paying the price for that. And he, he looks back on it and probably realized, hey, you know, I could have just used my promo skills and worked and I wouldn't have had to take all these crazy bumps. Okay. He's looking back now regretfully somewhat um, on that part of his career, the early part of his career. Darby Allen is not going to look back regretfully. His plan was to be crazy. Like he's, you can't talk him out of it. It's not a situation where an old timer needs to sit a young guy down and explain something to him. He already knows. And you could tell by like when he gets in a match with like just a regular match and tries to just work a regular match, he, he's really good. Like he's entertaining to watch. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. And I'm not even just, I'm just talking about like his, his footwork, like the way his, his, his ring awareness, he can, he can wrestle like when he wants to, but he has the body of a 13 year old boy. And he knows that that's, he also knows that that's not believable in the sense of, and, and that was another thing that pissed me off. I heard Taz say something like unnecessarily. Um, and 
sometimes I watch these shows on the the other feeds. So you know when they do the picture in picture, it just stays right, with right. the commentary. So I don't know right, if right. this was actually on the broadcast or not. But Taz said something to the effect of. For anybody who's saying uh, this isn't believable, uh, believe it. It's happening. And I'm like, Taz, what the fuck are you talking about, bro? Like, how much more exposing the business can you be? Um, but anyways, yeah, like, when he does those dives and things and he really throws himself into them, you know, he knows that that's because it's the only way it would even look good is if you have to throw your whole 140 pounds into a guy you can't just do the thing where you like dive out the ring and like touch him with your hands and have them fall over not on a guy like brody king um so i guess that's a long way of just saying darby allen knows exactly what he's doing it's not like he can be talked out of it he's crazy he knows he's crazy this is what he means to do and there's got to be one guy that does this now it's a guy like sammy guevara that you have to say stop doing stuff like that because he's got other like other attributes that can make him money in the long run, I guess. Uh, he doesn't need well, to yeah. do those crazy things, but Darby Allen kind of does, like a little no, bit. Absolutely, and you're right. I've said the same thing. Uh, he needs to do that to be believable, and that's what makes him believable. You know what I mean? Which I like. <laughs> and Taz, I actually says it like too. that a bit. <laughs> well, it, it's because <laughs> it's I happening. Mean, but, oh my no, God. but but think about it. I know Taz is an idiot for doing that. Come on, bro. <laughs> like seriously. But, yeah, you're right. Like, he needs to be doing... I mean, he throws himself like a cannon, man, literally. Mm-hmm. Like, and that full pelt, man. He's just going hard, man. And the only thing I'm concerned about with him... Sure, he's entertaining to watch. He really is. And I'm a fan of his. I, I legitly am. And he is believable when he wrestles that way, right? Because he has to. But, man, I just feel like he's going to really hurt himself, like, really bad. But you know what? Mm. He... His body takes quite a bit of punishment, and he seems to be working through it okay. Well, think but, about this, Jimmy. Has Darby Allen been out hurt since AEW started? Um, I think maybe once. I don't remember it. Maybe I think he's always long, been there, but he hasn't. Right? Has CM Punk did one state? Did though. CM Punk do one crowd dive and break his foot? well yeah <laughs> see true. so it's it's kind of funny right <laughs> like the things that you get hurt on are never the things that you think you get hurt on it's always oh, some absolutely. stupid thing like you know Sami Zayn doing his entrance and tearing his shoulder or you know <laughs> see a punk diving into a crowd or i once oh. saw a guy tear his rotator cuff receiving a, a tag in a tag team match well, come on bro <laughs> i'm like <laughs> you never you know you never Come know, on, and, man. and yet all the stuff that Darby Allen did, I don't remember him getting like seriously injured yet. So, wow. Well, yeah. Look, but they have booked him smart, though, vet. Because, and what I mean by that, if you've noticed, he wrestles one week, then doesn't sort of wrestle for mm-hmm. two to three weeks sometimes. Mm-hmm. But you see him, so it's like the perception is like he's around. Yeah, but like, little one minute thing with him and Sting, you know, like one right. minute promo thing. And I'm glad you brought up Sting because uh, at the end we did get a, and by the way, Brody King does win by pinfall with a sit out, jeez, Ganzo bomb. <laughs> yeah, what do you that even, thing, what do you even, how do you describe this to somebody that's never seen it before? It's like a, dude, it's like a, a razor's edge into a pile driver sit out power bomb. <laughs> and, and man, you know, first impression, it looked very unsafe, but if you really pay attention, his head wasn't actually touching right. the mat. But if you just look at it, just like sort of 
on a glance, you would have thought he got spiked like 100%, mm. just by the camera angle, the way it cut. But if you just paid attention, it actually was pulled off pretty well. But damn, man, that's another sort of dangerous move. I'm just glad he was able to pull it off. Yeah. Well, you know, Brody's a big guy. <laughs> and uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. uh what's his name darby <laughs> Al's not so it's easy oh, to manipulate boy. the weight there i guess and he and you know what credit to darby also he made Brody king look like a million bucks man i mean this was pretty much even though the match went for what it felt like 10 minutes in many ways but make no mistake about it it was a squash match really yeah that's another thing darby doesn't win a lot and right, he has it, especially it's kind recently, of, man. Right, it's kind of good because um, you look at him and no one would expect him to win, but right. he's that does not hurt him at all. Like it has it not right. dropped his standing. And if you look at some, like when they get some of those crowd shots and the reactions and stuff, like there's some ladies there, and Ooh, they yeah. they love Darby Allen, bro. There's ladies that buy hey. tickets to see Darby Allen. I can tell just by like when you see the the way they're dressed and the way their hair is, you're like, oh, you're a Darby <laughs> Allen mark right there. You can just tell, right? Like so, uh, psycho yeah, man. man. <laughs> ladies love Darby. They love him. They do. They sure do. I mean, look, he's a good looking kid, man. You got to give him that. I mean, he was married to what's her name over at um, you know, what was it, Gigi? Dolan, whatever the fuck yeah. she's called these Priscilla days. Kelly. Priscilla yeah, Kelly. Priscilla Kelly, you know, the good old, uh, you know, the tampon girl. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that I'm scarred from seeing that, dude. I'm not going to lie. That's made me look at her so differently. But, uh, yeah, they were married from very from a young age. They're not together anymore. But, um, hey, man, I'm sure he's free. I'm sure he's available. And the chicks, you're right, especially tonight in, well, last night in Atlanta, there seems to be a lot more women than usual, man. Or was I just mm. seeing things? I don't know. I, I think that... Um, I don't know how many people really pay attention to the crowd, but when I look at the AEW crowds, it seems like there's a, a, some diverse, you know... Yeah. There, there's, like, sure. younger people. There's kids. There's older people. There's women. Um, like, you you kind of see everybody there. So it, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting because... The way people that hate AEW would have you believe it's all just the neckbeards and black t-shirts, right, right, which right. is not that's the case. True. It's not the <laughs> no, case at true. all. I'm glad you called that out, actually, because, you know, look, I'm guilty of it, too. A lot of, like, my co-hosts are pretty guilty of it. But, yeah, we like to give shit to the AEW Mark Tubbs, but truth be told, you're right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not just the neckbeards. I mean, the demographics, I guess, don't lie, right? I mean, <laughs> shit. Right. But you're right. It's a, I won't say it's a total family affair because you don't see as many kids. When I say kids, I'm talking about between 5 and 15, say 16 maybe yeah. even. You don't see as many in AEW as you do in WWE, <laughs> funny enough. I mean, so, yeah, it no. is what it is. But you're right. It's pretty diverse, man, no doubt. Um, we get a post-match sort of thing that happens afterwards where Brody continues attacking Darby and Sting comes down for the save. He gets in the ring, beats King down, getting him in position for the Scorpion Death Drop. But the lights go down. When they come back up, Malachi Black is in the ring to stare down, to stare Sting down, as Brody grabs the sleeper on the icon and Black spits the mist in his face. King keeps the sleeper on, and Sting fades to unconsciousness. And then we get the horn vet as Miro enters the building, and he just stares down House of Black. 
I mean, rotten. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, what do, what do we have here, man? I've 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 said previously, I wouldn't be surprised if Miro joins the House of Black, right? I mean, think about it. You can picture him being angry at his god. God, you you let me down, you know. Now I gotta redeem you, you know, and like shit like that. So he joins the House of Black. But I don't know if we're going that way. But who knows? I do feel, though, don't be surprised. I said this last week on Uncaged, where you can find on channelattitude.com, just quietly. Me and Jugger were discussing what to do with Sting and all that. And I said, how about you make him join the House of Black and reverse his colors? Have him fucking have black face paint with the white lines, right? And until Jericho sort of took that in the main event. But like I said, we'll get to that. And have him join House of Black, right? And then I noticed thing tonight, or last night, you notice his lines are getting thicker, like they're getting blacker. And now that the, the mist got sprayed, I feel like he should join the House of Black where he's under their control. If they want to get deep with storytelling, right? But am I, is it wishful thinking me saying that? I mean... I, I don't know. I mean, I don't even know what I wish for. I don't try to fantasy book this crap. I don't even right. hardly care. Uh, it's weird, though, because they did get some heat on Sting, which doesn't usually happen. Right. Usually Sting comes down and beats up everybody, no matter how many of them there are. Uh, yeah. Malachi Black, if he can't even spit in somebody's eyes, he should just give up the gimmick. Because he keeps getting... <laughs> like He's never hit one person with the, with the mist. <laughs> Not You're nobody. Right. You're right. Like they You're have always, to like they always. have to like grab it off their mouth and like wipe <laughs> it in their eye just to to cover up for yeah. his terrible spitting jobs. But um, but so there's that and um, yeah. And then Miro just walks out just to yeah. You can't do blackface even if you're Sting. Exactly. Thank you, Facebook mm-hmm. user. Um, I was gonna <laughs> say that I, I was getting to that. Uh, but um, but since that's been said, I don't have to cover that. I'll just say that. Having, you know, hitting a guy's music for him to walk halfway down the ramp and stand is the lamest thing you can do in wrestling. It's just like, yeah, it's sports entertainment playbook <laughs> 101, 101, just terrible. Like, you're not even trying. Uh, I, yep. I did not like the way this ended or, and I'm not interested to see what happens next, really. It's just well, more like, of- can we just hit the reset button on all of it and move on? But see, what gets me, right, is them discussing what they're going to do, right? So who was the idiot that told Miro to, you're going to walk out and you're just going to stand there <laughs> and <Yeah>. just stare? <laughs> like, See, we can we can see them go to break, but the people in yeah, the building, they, they got to what? So he, everybody in the building watches him turn back around and walk up and then everybody else leaves and then Sting gets up and he's like... <laughs> Oh, my eyes, but not really the whole time up the ramp. Like, it's always weird, you know, when you're in the building to see that kind of shit. Yeah, it sure is. It's funny, too. Now that you describe it like that, it actually makes me laugh. I mean, seriously. And yes, think of all the things, think of all the stupid things that AW and WWE or any wrestling company do that works for TV. Not, I don't want to say it works, but like, if you if you picture what happens when the cameras like if the cameras don't go off, you'll see how dumb it is. Like you have the live crowd there, you wouldn't want somebody to go home and tell the story of like, man, uh, when I was there, uh, Sting had to just no sell a, a a mist in the eyes and just walk up the ramp like nothing happened. Like I don't know, you know, just it's it's oh, it's bizarre. Man. 
Well, like Facebook users said in the chat, heel stinger 62 would be weird. But, I mean, does he have to be a heel, though? That doesn't mean he's a heel. He's just under their control sort of thing. <laughs> if that makes yeah, any we, sense. We don't, we don't need tired old tropes like uh, <laughs> like baby faces and heels, right, Cody? Yeah, right, Cody. Anyway. Oh, where, oh where's, where's Cody? Oh. <laughs> well, let's continue on with this um, stupidity as Tony Schiavone interviews Cole Carter. <laughs> Ricky Starks and Will Hobbs. Well, <laughs> two dimes, formerly two dimes. Of, oh, that was uh, him? Was, that was him, bro. That was him from NXT. I didn't recognize him without his fedora. <laughs> his wife, Peter. <laughs> oh, I felt sorry for him, man. Because then Ricky Starks and Will Hobbs interrupt before the, key, before the key can get a word out. And Starks says they're the future and he's been the FTW champion for every year. And for good reasons, vet. And that's not changing. Because <laughs> yeah, because he never says, defends it. It's easy to have a long undefeated streak when you don't right. defend the belt. But why is he defending it? That's the problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? Why is he defending this shit, man? Uh, I don't know. They've, I mean, they want to give him. They want to. They want to make him seem like something after they blew that tag team championship win the previous week. Oh man! And he and shout us to Todd, and he says exactly in the chat. But yeah, man, it's it's true. It's it's. I don't know, man. It's whack. But did you notice two dimes just on the mic was just? Well, sorry. What's his name again? What was his name? I forgot. I'm just, Cole, just going to call Cole him. Cole Carter? Two. You just, you just read it. it. I, don't... I know. I know. And I already forgot his name. That's how You could have offered irrelevant. me $100 and I would have been able to tell you what his name was if you didn't say it. <laughs> That's how irrelevant he he is right now in AEW. And they made... I mean, seriously, he can't talk. So why make him talk in the first place? He was pretty much there just to job out. I doubt they'll actually even sign him. And apparently WWE are still, inter are still interested in him. But I don't know. We'll see. Apparently, he failed some sort of drug test, I've heard. But who knows, man? See, the whole thing was weird when they did that because normally they tell you why. If you fail the drug yeah. test, they say so-and-so failed a drug test. Instead, they said policy violation. So there's all kinds of there's all kinds of shady shit going on there. But regardless, we can talk, to, we can talk about his match when we get to it. Um, yeah, absolutely. Well, speaking of... Uh... A <laughs> great matchup, I guess. We get best friends Chuck Taylor and Tremperetta versus Blackpool Combat Club in John Moxley and oh, Willie Yuta. Oh Fuck. shit, indeed. But look, like, I was obviously the Blackpool Combat Club win by pinfall with a seatbelt pin from Willie Yuta on Chuck Taylor. Why is this match even happening? <laughs> like, seriously, it was it was their time. It was their turn. I guess oh. I don't know. I don't know what happened to. <laughs> Funky Vice is back. <laughs> it drives me nuts, dude. It Why'd they even say that? Why'd they even say I, that? I don't have a clue, dude. No, don't get me wrong. Things? Don't get me wrong. I don't want Rapongi Vice back. <laughs> I don't want anything resembling Rocky Romero. I don't want anything resembling Trent. I certainly don't want anything resembling Chuck Taylor anywhere near my oh, television. Man. So I'm good with everybody being gone, but... I just think it's funny how they made it seem like it's the return of Rapongi Vice and that nah, just kidding. <laughs> Back to best friends. Man, this is crazy, crazy shit. I mean, I, I don't know what they want to do with Tremperetta. Like, Nothing. he wants to be he's, serious. He's useless. 
He's useless. He's the worst wrestler I've ever seen in my life, except for Chuck <laughs> Taylor, who's now the worst wrestler. Oh, wait, we were just talking about two dimes. He's actually the worst wrestler I've ever seen in my life. Um, I'll tell you where Chuck Taylor has the most sense. Uh, he's just decided, fuck it, I'm going to let myself go, but at least I'll wear a singlet to hold it in somewhat. You know, that's the smartest decision he's made in his career. You know what's funny, dude? I actually think he's actually more talented than Chimperetta, believe it or not. And that doesn't mean I I even like Chucky e. T. Because I think they both suck. But they if anyone suck. could... I think Chucky e. T could be a good heel, though. Like, compared to Chimperetta, anyway. Whereas Chimperetta can't do... He can't be a good heel or a babyface. He's just bland. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's pretty much your creative wrestler. Chuck Taylor... There's a, there's a thing, like... I mean, when you see live wrestling, you know, it's a little bit different because, the, right. you know, not only do you get to see Sting walking up the ramp after the miss, but it's different. Like when you see the uh, when you see the guys shit, like when you see their their shit in the ring, you know what I mean? Like when I say that, I'm talking about like uh, their mechanics, you know, right. the TV, the camera angles and stuff can disguise a lot. So if it looks bad on That's TV, true. it looks worse live. Right. <laughs> yeah. And um Chucky e. T looks bad on TV. Uh, he is awful in person. Like his stuff looks so bad. His punches are so weak. Everything he does looks like shit. Um, I was like, you know, three rows back at some Ring of Honor show, and I was just like, holy fuck is shit. TV does a lot. Uh, this Absolutely. guy sucks. Um, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry to the Chucky e. T fans out there. Um, Oh boy! Yeah. You can't just name yourself sorry, after a shoe and think you can get away with it, bro. Chuck you know fucking I mean? Taylor. I know how original, right? I mean, shit. It's not even his name. It's not even his real name. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. Look up even his shoot name. Go yeah, ahead. Go ahead with the show, Jimmy. While I look that up. Oh, right, you look that up while I keep going with the show. But um, as I was saying, the Blackpool Combat Club end up winning. Post match, we get Daniel Garcia shown watching backstage, as we get a hype video. <laughs> for Claudio Costagnoli versus Jonathan Grisham at Ring of Honor Death Before Dishonor this weekend, who nobody absolutely gives a shit about. Um, but did you find out his age, actually, Vet? His age? I mean, he's not his age, his name, sorry. Well, he's 36, just to say you, just in case you asked. Uh, yeah, but uh, Dustin Howard. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> so, you know he just looked at a Converse shoe one oh. day and was like, all right, that's my name. God damn it, Chucky. I mean, shit. Anyway, uh, did you did you notice Chompy the mascot for Shark Week actually vet as he joins mm -hmm. commentary to talk up next week's show? Yep, I thought he had a lot of interesting <laughs> things to say. He's still a better uh, commentator than Excalibur, <laughs> um, who won Commentator of the Year, mind you. Oh well, you got to. Uh, I apologize respect. then. Let me rescind my comment. Yeah, pay your respect. <laughs> commentator of the Year. No, in all seriousness. Uh, um, Everything I said about Chuck Taylor was true. Uh, everything I said about Beretta was true. You can also add those things to John Moxley. Wheeler Yuta, out of all those four guys, he's the guy I mind watching the least, and I still don't want to see him. Um, but but uh, Excalibur is a commentator. He's not what I would call good. But he's but not that bad. Just be no, he, well, he has he to do a lot. He has to right, do a absolutely. lot. Absolutely, it's true. And he's only ever done this shit like... Like a Mark would, you know, like doing commentary sure. for PWG is no different than friends doing joke commentary in their living room, you know? Yeah. So he, he doesn't really know how to do it, but, um, 
But even with that all being said, he's not that bad. It's just when he has to phone, you know, phony put something over. But I can't, I can't come down harder on Excalibur than I could on somebody like Michael Cole or any of those like Michael oh, Cole man. clones, mannequins that they have in WWE doing commentary or, you Gee. know what I mean? So it's really not Gee, that no, many good commentators in general. No, you're right. I think Kevin Kelly's the best one right now. Honestly, Kevin, I truly Kevin Kelly's that. way too comfortable, dude. Like he just, he's, he's bad too. Kevin Kelly's bad. No, well, if you if you heard his play-by-play at Forbidden Door, I think I did. he outshined everybody, dude. He, he did, he, he did because did. he's used to it and he's not. But he wasn't, he wasn't slipping into his comfortability like he does in New Japan. Like when he does on New Japan, he's constantly like exposing yeah, the business and saying no, saying right, like right. inside terminology and just getting lazy and it's just you know he's he but he can be good. Kevin Kelly can be good. Sweet. Uh, but he's too inconsistent. Um, Ian Riccoboni's good, I think. Yeah, but he's too chill, man. He's too chill. Ian, no, Ian gets hype. Ian gets hype yeah, sometimes. Yeah, but not... I don't know, man. I think... I like him. Don't get me well, wrong. Well, a commentator but... should be professional. Like, when you're watching, right, like, well, when you're true. watching NFL games and stuff, they're not... Troy Aikman's not screaming all the fucking time, or, you know what no. I mean? Or, or Joe Buck or whatever. No. Like, they're not out of control. So, I think Ian Riccoboni gets the proper amount of hype, but... You think so? Yeah, I think so. Hmm. Interesting. No, I just feel sometimes when there's a real like good match going on, right? Sometimes I want the commentators to have that energy where they're into it, man. Where it seems like they're really into it. And this is where I'll put the WWE commentators over here for a moment. Hate them or love them. When a match is good, they really commentate like it really is good. You know what I mean? They get excited. They get happy. I feel sometimes... AEW's missing that, except for Excalibur, because he's excited for fucking everything. Let's be honest, right? Yeah. But that's that's the only thing. But as far as Excalibur goes, and as Todd mentioned before in the chat, he was named, you know, announcer of the year by the Wrestling Observer themselves in Dave Meltzer. And and yes, he is biased. But I've said it many times on previous shows. He's really not as bad as we all make him out to be. He's actually pretty decent. He's not great, but he's all right. You know what I mean? He's good enough, I think, mm-hmm. to actually anchor the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so, the yeah. team they have is whack. Like, Absolutely. Uh, so Chemistry-wise, it's just... True. Yeah. That's so. No, you're right. Absolutely. Well, I feel like even though we had Chompy and it was Shark Week, well, it still is, I could have... I felt like they needed to bring Shark Boy, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, seriously. Tell me Shark they Boy looks more like Chuck Taylor money. now with that fat-ass <laughs> gut. Have you seen what? him lately? <laughs> no. It's, it's not I actually good. haven't. He's, really? Imagine if Darby Allen was pregnant. That's Shark Boy's build. Oh, now. God. So you're telling me he's skinny up here, right? Mm-hmm. And then he's got a fucking pot belly like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that's Shark Boy he is. Um, anyway, we get swerving our glory holes, making their entrance, and Tony Schiavone interviews them in the ring. I'm sorry, Vet, but when you call yourself swerve in our glory, what else am I supposed to fucking think? I well, it's not what you're supposed to think, but uh, you don't have to say it. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That's what always goes through my head when I read it. I mean, seriously, I mean, I can't help it. Anyway, right. Shane Strickland lets the oh bask in his glory chance go for a minute before trying to get a whose house Swerve's house as the fans chant, mm-hmm. and pointing out that he's got his man Kevin Gates in the crowd to show some love, and Keith Lee asks him 
when he's dropping the deluxe. Wink, wink. <laughs> I Leeds. thought he was going to ask him, who's Kevin Gates? <laughs> <laughs> that is that, is that, is that going to be um, uh, Cole Carter's new tag team partner, Kevin Gates? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. That's AEW, man. They bring in the big stars. Yep. The big stars. Huge. <laughs> Huge. Shout-outs to, to Christopher Ames. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, he mentions Kevin Gates and the crowd shows some love. Not really. I didn't think they really gave a shit. And Keith Lee asks him when he drops the deluxe, as I said, Lee ex expresses his eternal thanks to Swerve and the opportunity to win the tag titles. And to all of us, Keith takes his hoodie off because he's hot and Swerve chants for him to take it off. So cheesy and lame. And he reveals the same and new shirt that Strickland is wearing, Vet. Lee mm. says, if it's up to him, they don't look down. So if you want a title shot, you better reach. Yeah. What do you think? Okay. Uh, it's great. Everything Keith Lee does is perfect. No complaints from me. <laughs> exactly, Todd. Gates of who? Even though I don't mind Kevin Gates. But anyway, it is what it is. Uh, do you, do you uh, spin really, a lot of do you spin a lot of Kevin Gates vinyl when you're DJing? No, your... no, not really. Actually, I, I've got his shit because I have to have his shit, but I don't really like. I honestly, don't. No one ever requests it. At all. They don't. Nah, they don't come up man. to the table and say, "Hey, maybe, maybe about Kevin five Gates? years ago." <laughs> fucking Kevin Gates! I didn't realize he was that big, man. I could have sworn he was never that big. Huh? Yeah. I, to be fair, I never seen him in, like in all his glory like literally but uh yeah it is what it is we enter tony niece and smart mark sterling sterling okay. says they got lucky with their win and keith is just lucky shane didn't stab him in the back and pushes the petition to get strickland taken off the roster <laughs> he goes he goes over to kevin gates to sign a petition but he refuses he refuses to sign and steps up to mark gates drops niece with a right hand which looks kind of good Swerve grabs the celebration cake. There was a celebration cake on the ramp. You know that, right, Ben? Yeah, yeah. And the and champagne, probably. <laughs> yeah. And smashes it into Sterling's face as we go to the break. Why are right. we even getting this? It's leading, It's going to lead to nowhere. It's not like a match is going to happen. Really. Well, you mean you mean Tony Nese and Smart Mark Sterling aren't going to challenge for the tag team championships? <laughs> they probably will, but, I mean, come on. Like, seriously. Oh. Unless right. someone's going to debut. I mean, you know, Nice well, or Sterling bring someone. Let's talk about, instead of talking about this bullshit segment, let's talk about the scenario that Jim Cornette has laid out in which he accuses the Young Bucks of stealing the rubber match for all the belts by letting these guys have the championship so that they won't have to lose it to FTR. What do you think about that? There could be something to that, man. But to be fair, you know what the truth really is? Actually, Vet, let's be mm. honest, man. I think those bouts were meant to go on the Hardy boys originally, man. Honestly, I really do. Yeah. I think the Hardys would have won the, the titles. And the Bucks ended up getting them because of that. You know what I mean? I think it was the last, last minute booking decision because the way they lost them was pretty abrupt, to be fair. And no, I don't think it's because... Honestly, do you really think... They've got that sort of heat with FTR to the point where they don't want to drop those belts. I don't know. I, I, I don't it's know, not man. out of the realm of possibility to me. I'm not saying right, I believe it or disbelieve it, but that's why I right. brought it up to have a discussion. 
Yeah, look, I don't know, man. But, but Cornette clearly fucking thinks that. So uh, it wouldn't surprise me, though, Vet. It wouldn't because if you look back on their history. But I think it's all fun and games. I think this is building to them eventually leading up to a matchup shortly. I mean, who won the first one? The Bucks did, didn't they? Yep. Right. So, I mean, I don't know, man. I don't think they would be that petty to the point of like where they're like no nah, we're evps we ain't dropping shit to ftr let's grow well, up kids well, i mean by that on. well by that um well we don't know they, they are pretty come on there, there's some definitely stuff you could point to in the past that shows some pettiness but even if you Absolutely. take that out of the equation now what do you think do you think this was a you think this was a last minute decision uh because of keith lee's story about his friend and maybe this is a pity belt for him that tony gave him huh. I wouldn't put him. Is that a last second decision? Like, (laughs) well, no. Look, I actually wanted Swerve and Keith Lee to win the tag titles back at Forbidden Door. I think they should have just done it then, right? Mm -hmm. But they didn't for whatever reason. They had Um, the best match of the show, and it was on the pre-show. Absolutely. Them and them and uh, them and Desperate them them against Desperado and Conamaro. That was the best match on the show, hands down. I don't care what anybody says. Go ahead and try to name me a better match than that. Well. I did say that, um, I hate to say that I said it, but I said it, and even Jago said it, we both agreed that the Orange Cassidy-Will Ospreay match, I thought was the, well, we thought was the best matchup of the Forbidden Door event, straight up. It was a good matchup, but uh, it wasn't better than that tag match on the pre-show. It just wasn't. No, that was a good match, absolutely. They had good chemistry, for sure. But uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, I don't know, weird, but... um. And Desperado was over too. That was nice. Yeah, like, no, it, no you, doubt. Absolutely. He got he got a reaction and a chant. So that's for sure, cool. man. Absolutely, but, but it's absolutely, on the pre-show, yeah. and that's true too. Well, uh, anyway, uh, did I mention that uh, Swerve grabs the celebration cake? Yes, and he smashes into Sterling's face. I did. Yes, if a well, cake is on the television, it must end up in someone's face before the segment's over. That's just the rules. Well. Speaking of cake in the face, honestly, here, Vip, because we get John Silver saying he's the meat man and Butcher is his favorite wrestler and presents him with a shirt that says Butch. Right. Butch. Now, this, really? now this, scene, this whole scene seems like it should have been called Swerving Our Glory Holes. Especially when Johnny Hungy is freaking in, in this segment. You're right, but don't worry, Vip, because it gets better because... They have a matching shirt for the blade. He doesn't like that. And they beat the Dark Order boys down until Hangman Adam Page makes a save. But it's a shame he's not saving his career. Oh, Uh, I love this. Uh, Except for the, except for the, uh, you know, the fact that it sucked. Um, Did you like how when he comes in with the chair, he waits for him to move before he swings it up or he doesn't even like, you know what I mean? It's just. Oh man! I also like oh, how they're oh, in man. the back and they're just doing wrestling moves to the guy. Like, you know, they jump him and start doing tag team wrestling moves. Like they did the thing. Like he picks him up. He picks him up. Like the the butcher picks him up and like dr- throws him up in the air just to land on the blade's knee. And there was like one of those uh, metal poles, like those those big poles right there that yeah. right by the garage door. He could have dropped his face on that instead, but. Oh, me, dude. This shit. I don't know, man. But you know what? Have you noticed Hangman Adam Page is not a cowboy anymore, Vet? Mm, yeah. 
He's going all hippie now, dude. He's he's straight out of the seventies. He's throwing the peace fucking symbol up. He's wearing colorful shit like um, the best friends are wearing practically, and he's got some sort of headband gimmick going on too. He deserves it. This is uh, he deserves this it. This is where he, he belongs. Um, <laughs> well, the, uh, he can't even the... get a match on Dynamite anymore, dude. He's only on Rampage now. No, no one wants to see him. You know, Adam Page anymore. So uh, wow. this is this is the correct course of action. Uh, the the um, pretty deadly on NXT are better cowboys than uh-huh. Adam Page. So. Well, they're here, man. I mean, you can't you can't deny those locks, bro. Yes, the boy. The segment sucked, but I like the butcher and the blade, so I can't hate it on it too much. Shout out to Todd once again. Yeah. Uh, I, look, the butcher and the blade could be booked as mean badasses, but they're mean badass jobbers. I'm that's just how saying, they came in. It doesn't make any sense to change now. <laughs> well, they where's the bunny? Change. Where, where is the bunny? That's true. Oh, who knows, man? She's on the... She's probably in catering, bro. Speaking of cakes, where's Susie. the bunny? Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of even... We get from dumb to dumber, actually, Vet, because we get Christian Cage and Luchasaurus versus right. the Varsity Blondes, Brian Pillman Jr. and fucking Griff Garrison. What the fuck happened here, dude? I don't know. I don't know what happened in the match. I have a more... Uh... I don't care if she's out with an injury. Wheel her out there in a wheelchair for all I care. <laughs> I didn't know that. Thank you, um, Todd, for the, for the info. Uh, what is uh, yeah. What I'm what I'm concerned about is what did Brian Pillman ever do to anybody? Why is he being treated Dude. this way? Well, is he yeah, did he did way. he like hurt somebody's feelings? Because even even like when the Varsity Blondes, which is the dumbest stupidest gimmick no i can't say that i can't even say that it's with the beverly face. brothers even, all over again it's bro. not even close to the stupidest gimmick <laughs> in AEW, but it's pretty bad and and like even then he was taking the pins instead of griff garrison how are you gonna explain to me how griff fucking garrison is not the the fall guy in that tag team you know what i mean Fuck Divino Vet. What has happened? Why why does Brian Pillman Jr. have so much heat? He seems like a nice kid. I don't know him, but he seems nice. I've never heard any uh, nice, dude. Well, I haven't heard any dirt about him having heat, and every time I've heard him uh what is that, him and his mom? (laughs) Yes, and if you heard the stories about him and his mom. No. Unfortunately, right before she died, well, first of all. It's a little creepy that when she passed away, do you find that picture right there that you're seeing on the screen disturbing to have of your mother after she passed away? Is that how you want to remember your mum? I don't know, man. Where where was that picture? Uh, on Twitter, on his Twitter account, as a matter of fact. I don't know. He probably just wanted to put up a picture of his mom that wouldn't get him bro. roasted by all the nerds. I don't know, man. But He wasn't going to use a current picture. Well, well, yeah, that's true too. You gotta, but, go back, gotta go back to the nineties, baby. <laughs> you know. Well, on top of that, though, you know what he said publicly too—that the week before his mum died, right? She turned up to his house unannounced mm-hmm. to to give him some sort of trading cards that she she wanted to give him, right, of himself mm-hmm. or some shit. And uh, because she came unannounced, 
he didn't let her come in and told her to pretty much get fucked and go home. Mm. Okay. And then she passed away. That was the last thing he said to his mom. Yeah. Right well, he passed well, away, it's not like they of, had some kind of great relationship. It's, it's, I, yeah, it's but, not like they had a kind of great... Dude. She was trying, bro. I know, but you know how things are. Yeah, like not sometimes this hard, though. Yeah. You know. <laughs> That's that's a real father-son relationship. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, the thing is, you know, we have the tendency to look at family like we have obligations and stuff like that. But to him, think about it. Like, you know, she basically abandoned him in a way, you know. So he's going to have that resentment. You you don't know when the last time you're going to see somebody is. You never know when the last time is. So, you know, I I don't blame him necessarily for that. But... um, uh, but shit, I don't think that's what got him de-pushed. I mean, he was getting buried when his mom was alive. So I don't say, you know, I just well, don't know what, what the deal is. But God damn, like, this is Brian Pilma Jr. Well, let's be honest, right? I mean, ever since uh, MJF called his mother Metheny, you know, in mm. Cincinnati, mind you, that was it. He was toast. From that point on, he was totally toast. And you know what's sad? Well, he man? was already he was already toast. He I was, mean, but you know what's fucking weird, man, or not weird, but funny. I I digged him in 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 Major League Wrestling, bro. I actually thought he was so much better than what you're seeing right now. Like he's yeah. almost regressed. He's gone backwards. Not yeah. that it's his fault. He's just no. getting fed shit mm-hmm. all the time. You know what I mean? And doesn't get a chance to get himself like over or get any sort of you know like redemption from all the shit that he's gone through at all. He just keeps getting fed shit. And I think it's killed his confidence, man. You can just see it. Yeah, I I wish I knew what was really going on. I really do. Right, right. Because I just... Choose. Must be you know, There's got to be something there. Like, there, there's got to be something we can do with him. Um, yeah, no, you're right. But I, if, I, I mean, if know. they use Trent over and over again, you can't use fucking Brian Pillman Jr. Luxuriously guess not but everything that he's done like again like you said not his fault but just saying like what we've all seen on television as a collective audience everything he's done has been bad he hasn't done anything good and that sucks because his dad was one of the greats you know another tragic story of like we barely even scratched the surface of what we could have got from him uh because he passed away way too soon so no for sure man and i remember it like it was yesterday man so yeah pretty weird man but it is what it is anyway christian cage and luchasaurus end up winning by by a pinfall with a lateral press from cage oh yeah we still gotta talk about this yeah we do because (laughs) a win with lateral press because christian didn't do a single move in this match which is great and by the way and it just gets even more bizarre by the booker of of the year i assume tk as post-match we get jungle boy He's back, vet. He strolls to the ring with a chair. Luchasaurus steps aside. Christian runs away and Jack gives chase. Uh, dude. And no follow-up. We don't care about this after they leave camera site, right? We're not going to get any cameras to try to follow them or see what happened. Or we're not going to have that one chick, what's her name, that's just there holding a microphone. So, yeah. They're not going to ask her. She's not going to give us an update on uh, if Jungle Boy ever caught Christian or just... Ah, who cares? And I assume now that Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus are a thing again. 
Oh, of course. This was all an elaborate plan from Luchasaurus. He was just going <laughs> to go along with Christian until the inevitable moment. It's genius, hell, really. Man. Genius. Genius. Vet, Who can think of storytellings like this? <laughs> Two-time Booker of the Year? Two-time. Two-time, bro. I'm not talking about two dimes or two-time Hammy Award winner, the vet. I'm talking yeah. about TK. TK. Because he's a two-time clown, but uh, whatever, man. Whatever. I look. Man, uh, I don't I, know. I'd, I'd hug him. I'd hug him, just for the record. Would you? Yeah. I'd he would him. so embrace you, man. You yeah. Just, I'd definitely you know, like, move uh, him off of me as soon as the hug was over, but. <laughs> it would be like this. Yeah. Like, it's like, all right, like, that's. Get the fuck off me. <laughs> that's enough, but I'll give him a good solid. <laughs> You know, hearty hug. Would it be yeah, a sure. would it be a bro hug? You know what I'm saying? Or no, I'll give him like the a... whole. Well, he's gonna give me the whole thing, whether I want it or not. So to just avoid it being awkward, like I'll just I'll just go in for it, like I'm trying to out hug him. You know, like come here, Tony, and then he'll be like, huh, and then you just grab him, and then he'll grab, and then you both grab, and then I go, all right, that's enough. You know, like the K dog. You know, go ahead, hug. Exactly. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> They're like, that's enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, fool, like, <laughs> stuff fuck off me. Yeah, now, now give me my money. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, excuse me. If you look at the wrestlers' faces, let's be honest, man. Like, those scrums at the end of events, like those post-match fucking media conferences, whatever the fuck they are. Mm -hmm. Dude, when he hugs those money, you know what goes through my head? Remember, like, only a few of a black hat? Mm -hmm. You gotta embrace the pussy, right? Yeah, embrace. you gotta like embrace the pussy. That's exactly yeah. what goes through my mind when he fucking does that shit, right? Except he's embracing his fucking wrestlers, and the look on their faces is priceless, bro. I mean, yeah. they're just like, especially Samoa Joe. He ain't having none of that shit. Right. Just saying. Beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> Absolutely. He tried beautiful. though. He tried. He tried. Try. Well. Speaking of trying, we get Gun Club interview backstage and a short haired gun challenges Max Carson to a rap battle on Rampage. And guess what, Vet? Hmm. Did you know your boy and my boy, Austin Gunn, will out rap anybody, bro? I did not know that. You don't believe me? I didn't you say I didn't believe, believe you. I just said I didn't well, know. Well, guess what? This is, this is going to be a, a bonus for everybody because you got to check this out, bro, and tell me what you think. Okay. Please. We're in a business where we're the most recognizable athletes on the planet. Why is that? Because we don't wear a helmet. We don't wear anything over our faces. We don't, you see us, you see, you're individualized. When I have you on TV, whether it's for five minutes, 10 minutes, you're individualized and I'm watching nothing but you. You have to entertain them. They, they're the ones that get you over, not you. You do, but it's not you, it's them. It's them, as soon as they all, like you, guess who's over? Now there's some there's another gun coming up. Your son Austin is getting into wrestling. He was kind of our connection to you. And I was curious yeah. as to like since you're saying it is so different, you don't even know what you would begin to tell someone now. What advice are you giving him? How are you helping him become hopefully the wrestling's next big star? Yeah. Okay, listen. 
I never rap from a floor I don't know. I can make a living off this shit in GoPro. This my promo. Ring needed for the true, he needed solo. I got a hunch it's gonna happen, go Quasimodo. Take a photo while I got these cameras in our faces. Dreaming about this moment since the day I tied laces. Mouth full of braces, getting back to basics. Vision getting better, but I never needed lace it. No hands shaking, you made a point, okay, point taken. Now you the one to point, but I feel amazing. Nowadays, if I could shake a hand, I probably break it. Nowadays, I know why Kobe never left the Lakers. But who was better if I give the upper hand? Might take a year off and go train in Japan. Then we'll see who the man. Sitting back and watch my strategy, this clash of the clan. You just do what you can, I got a question. So I raise my hand up. Crooked people in this crooked world are crooked answers. Why fucking cops shooting kids with their hands up? Just cause they tenor. Rest in peace on the banner. Wanna know how I want it? Car doors open vertical. Fans so loud, number 30 in the Oracle. Standing ovation, running out of patience. Running, running back at times when we were lost in conversation. Maintain the image that I'm living in the moment. White paper zoning, actions I'm condoning. Feelings get the best of me, I'm leaving. Slamming doors behind me, losing voices. Pray to reconvene in the morning. Things in this life that I never understand. Why'd you take Will? Why'd you take the man? The day he passed away, I went into the locker room. And I got goosebumps when I fucking walked in. Walk up to his locker, put his jersey in my hand. Nas hanging on my wall, he's our number one fan, damn Shout out to the fam, this year was so tragic Rapping 34, now it's stitching to the fabric Magic, carpet change, gun into Aladdin Second generation, son of a gun, I hopping, baby Austin Gunn, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you, dude, these motherfuckers can actually bust. All right, well, let's make a let's get a couple things straight. First of all, that was good. Second was. of all, <laughs> That's it was it was written. Okay, I don't know it why they put freestyle. the I don't know why they put freestyle <laughs> on there. They didn't have to do that. You can't freestyle something that you're lip syncing. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work that way. True. Okay, and it's so it's noticeable too at, at parts. Yeah, I just don't, uh, you know. But hey, all right, let's let's see it. I'm just saying, Here man. He does not sort of like he doesn't promote that, man. I never knew. I mean, I heard about him rapping. I didn't take it serious though until Jago fucking shout out to Jago. He's the one that uh, showed me that on Uncaged last week or the blow off, one or the other, and I was like, what? No way, dude. Max Caster ain't got shit on Son of a Gun, Austin Gunn, man. I mean, seriously, man. He can fucking go. And that track impressed me. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. It's, you don't think Max Caster could do that if he if he sat down and wrote it? Like, I have. I he could probably do it. I have listened to a lot of, of his track. He's got a lot of music out there, man, actually. He's, he's good. I love Max Caster. Don't get me wrong, but. I don't know, man. I think Austin Gunn is like legit. Like, I mean, illegit. Well, so clearly, clearly, what's going to happen yeah. here, Jimmy? Then is that these two guys are going to really try? <laughs> like, so, it'll be fucking because funny. it's going it, to. This is going to be like a legitimate rap battle because I hope so. If they both do this, then they're not going to want to get shown up just for fake wrestling. So they're probably going to come with some bars this, this week. Well, okay. Bars I'm, I'm excited. This, this. I'm, ex I'm excited to see this now. <laughs> I was not before. 
There you go, man. He's a contender for real, bro. I mean, like I said, I was shocked. And I, and I actually went back and played a few other tracks just to see if that was a one-off or I'm still going to be impressed. I'll say it now, man. I was still impressed. I was legitimately still impressed. And I think, and it's a shame too, because I don't know if people notice this, but uh, he's on a reality show right now too, man. And it's fucking funny, bro. Um, you know, Relatively Famous, the show on E? Not really. Oh, dude, do yourself a favor. <laughs> because I was, I was uh, you know, looking out for his uh, music clips, I came across fucking, you know, Relatively Famous. And he's in a fucking ranch in somewhere in Texas with all other famous people's kids, right? So you got uh, Pat Benatar's daughter who's in the house. You got Shaq's son who's in the house. You got uh, Billy Bob Thornton, his kid who's a whack job. I don't know what the fuck is up with him. He's in the house. Easy E's daughter. You got all sorts of celebrities' kids in there, man. But him, he's the star of the fucking show, bro. I'm telling you now. And it's currently airing right now on E. But you oh. never hear any uh, advertising about it. Or, like, he doesn't even promote his rap shit, man. That song right there came out over a year ago. And it's only got 8,000 plays, bro, right now. Can you believe that shit? Yes. <laughs> I can believe that, it. That's why I'm looking forward to it. Because if he shows he, what he can really do on Dynamite to, and to the world next week, people are going to be fucking impressed, dude. And I'm actually looking forward to it just because of that reason. Knowing his dirty little secret that he, he can gets... actually bust. If he if he uh, if he does it next week, then he'll his video will get nine hundred thousand views. Well, sure, absolutely. <laughs> and you know what? It was actually quite creative the way he put his dad at the start of the intro. It made it sound like it meant shit. You know what I mean? Even though all he's doing is talking about how to be, you know, how to be a professional wrestler, essentially, you know, during training and all that shit. And that's all it was. But it made it sound so artistic the way he like it was done. It was pretty well done. It was like your typical intro to a hip-hop track, except it's about wrestling, which makes it even better. But, uh, yeah, anyway, we'll move on from that because we get your favorite and my favorite in Kolkata. I mean, two dimes? Whoever the fuck this guy is, I don't know, versus absolute Ricky Starks for the imaginary FTW World Championship. The imaginary FTW Championship because... why It was real. He was holding it. You could see it. Is it real? It's a real belt. I, I could I, I never knew. I didn't know it was part of the, you know, series of belts. I mean, what's more real at this point? The FTW Championship or the All-Atlantic Championship vet? Well, the FTW Championship's been around in some form <laughs> or another for many, many years. And this, right, yeah. they just Absolutely. pulled it out of nowhere and didn't even think about the, uh, the actual geography of it when they were designing it. <laughs> Do you think? This is my theory, man. Do you think TK realized he fucked up because he's on a big coke binge? And uh, he realized, shit, not all the fucking oceans in the world are all called Atlantic. <laughs> so it's then possible. now, the belt is only going to be essentially defended and well done, Pack. Because I think he'd be pissed, in my opinion. Others reckon he wouldn't be, but I don't know. Basically, this belt is only going to be defended everywhere but AEW, essentially. Is that what's happening? I don't know. I think it should only be defended on cruise ships that are crossing the... <laughs> the Atlantic. Yeah, the ocean. Only. Yeah. Only. Yeah. Why couldn't they call it like the Pan-Atlantic Championship or the... Why couldn't they the, just not make a belt? How about that? Or that too. Or <laughs> like, the Pan-fucking... Uh, you could have called it uh, 
the transcontinental or is that too trans for AEW if you know what I'm saying or, or is it I'm, too pan or is it like, too pan see we've got know. fucking pansexuals out there too vet we've yeah. got to be careful bro yeah, well, I, I don't know about any of that. All I know is we have too many belts, and this one's not important, and it doesn't need anything, and the FTW one has more history than it. So it here we does. go with, with Ricky Starks. And, oh, my God, this kid is so fucking bad. I have not seen... Okay. Yeah, I just... I... I I maybe dying, they just bro, maybe dying. somebody in NXT actually watched one of his matches and then released him. Maybe that's what happened because fuck, uh, this is uh, Ricky Starks was just like, what the <laughs> hell am I? What did I get myself into? Why do they keep putting Ricky Starks in there with guys like this when he had like a almost a career threatening neck injury? Yeah, right. Uh, especially with such a green is green shit kid like CK, not TK, CK two dimes from NXT, formerly of NXT. Ah, uh, uh, look what it is. Anyway, Ricky Starks ends up winning by pinfall with a spear to retain the FTW Championship, formerly from ECW, formerly of Taz's yeah. fucking belt back in the heyday. And Not uh, to take all the fault, you know, and give it to CK, but, like, if you notice on that Ricky Starks spear, he couldn't even decide which side to hit him on, so he just hit him in the middle. <laughs> it was pretty awkward. Hell, I feel bad for the kid because he looks good, man. But when you think about it, there's so many guys now around these age bracket that are actually so far ahead, mm. like your MJFs, like your fucking Darby Allens. Heck, even I'll say Bron Breaker, and he's still green in many ways too, but much better than fucking CK two dimes. I mean, shit. You could definitely see him being one of those guys that somebody walks by and is like, hey, you're kind of big. You should be a wrestler. And then he's like, really? I never watched it or heard of it, but I guess I should. And then they just sign him, you know? Like, that's the... Yeah. Those are the kind of guys that, you know, a John Laurinaitis would just look at and sign. Oh, you're great, kid. <laughs> I can't yeah. do his voice. Yeah. Good enough. But, you're the uh, only yeah, person yeah. on earth that doesn't have a John Laurinaitis impression? He's done it a billion times, man. There you go. I'm That's trying little... to do it, but yeah, I can't read. Go. That's it. I, but I shouldn't put the Aussie accent on. I got to do it in the American accent. <laughs> but here we go. I made a fool of myself. But yeah. Anyway, can you imagine when you when they got busted though? You'd be like, "Oh my God, Vince! Vince! <laughs> they they found like, out." <laughs> I don't know this man. Security. I'm panicking. <laughs> yeah. I'm stressing out, Vince. What a piece anyway, of shit. What a piece of oh, shit. Anyway. Big time, especially considering his wife, who was, you know, who had a brain tumor during that time. Whatever. He probably, dude, they, he probably banged that whole female side of the family. He's a scumbag. Oh, man. What is How do you think that? How do you think her? How do you think? How do you think? How do you think her daughter's got jobs, bro? Come on. Oh, man. That's gross. Oh, well, if that's the case, I guess uh, Johnny Ace is an ace for a reason, they say, right? I mean, but not really. But you know what I'm saying. No, yeah, if that's true, if it's true. Definitely a joker. Oh, yeah. Well, just speaking a of jokers. I don't know. Yes. Oh, wait a minute, Vet. <laughs> no, no, you, no. Uh, I'll just speak a, to you off the air, Vet. I'll speak to just you. Just a rumor. <laughs> no, there's nothing to talk about. It's just a rumor. I have no... I wasn't there. No, no, no. I wasn't no, even I fucking there. there. <laughs> well, were you? Right. Anyway. Anyway, that seems like another show and another party, but... um. <laughs> 
post-match, we get Ricky getting on the mic and says he's got more in the tank, apparently. I guess he does. And he feels like it's the right time to keep it going. He wants to do another open challenge. Who comes out to accept? It's Dan Harrison here. And he uh, <laughs> happily accepts the challenge. He would like to accept it right now, even, as Starks gets cold feet and says he needs to take care of his neck and accepts the challenge for next week. <laughs> Are you humped for Danhausen? Yeah, I think you should take that belt off Ricky Starks. Oh, yeah, it would be funny, man. Don't talk logic, though, Vet, because... You know what? Maybe they will pull it off. Do you th I think they will pull it off. He's going to curse might. him somehow. I hope they, they do, because it'll be, it'd be kind of funny. I mean, come on, let's be honest. It's a stupid belt for a stupid gimmick that's sort of over. Actually, it's pretty over. I'll give him that. If he bulks up just a little bit more, like he looked a little bit bigger to last night, dude. Or was I seeing things? Yeah, I think, he's a, I think he's the same. Have you seen him without makeup, though, Vet? I don't think so. You will trip the fuck out. He looks like Darby Allen's twin brother, I kid you not. Just I, a mean, I swear to sense. you, dude. I've, I've seen an interview with him. Like, he's not Danhausen. Usually, he always he's always in gimmick. But this time, he had no face paint. It was himself, like... Dude, it's the weirdest fucking thing because he's a big uber geek too, man. Like in mm -hmm. many ways. But um, yeah, I just can't believe. Like, he's just I don't know, man. You have to see it for yourself, man, to explain it. But anyway, well, what we if do get... so? What if what if Hook? Now, because that's that's where that's where this is interesting because Team Taz, Starks yep. and Hobbs, yep. Hook, technically, yeah. Team Taz, definitely Team. in the jeans. Um, well, yeah. So it's going to be, and now Danhausen, his his only friend. Uh, it's like, what is what is going to happen here? Is Hook going to actually get this belt on Danhausen somehow and cause a rift uh, with uh, with Team Taz and his dad, making him an even bigger babyface? Again, don't talk logic because they've totally. They really signed the ruined fucking hook. Let's be honest, vet. I feel like they really—they don't know what to do, man. I mean, what happened to Hookhausen? Why is that just dropped suddenly? I thought we were gonna get something kind of funny. We got nothing, other well, than a couple of vignettes that were about ten seconds each. I mean, you know, every once in a while, it's like the Darby Allen thing. Like you said, how he's always like on the show, even if he's not doing something, and they'll have like you know, someone will try to ask Hook a question or whatever every you now just to keep him in the fresh in the memory. But he's only ever wrestled every three weeks anyway. That's how it's, it's always been. If that dude, when was the last time he wrestled? I think Forbidden Door was the last time he actually wrestled. Yeah, when was that? About four weeks ago, maybe now. Well, Wait, when was it? Was it June? It was in June, right? It was so, like yeah, June twenty four. Yeah, it's almost four, so he's about due for was a match. Was it June 13 or 14, maybe? No, you're right, 20-something, I think. Anyway, whatever. Uh, yeah, the, so. the point is, it's been a while, maybe three and a half weeks, thereabouts. We got, we're coming on to the fourth. Are we getting a match with Hook on Rampage? I don't think we are. No, nothing advertised. So what could happen here is maybe... Uh, or may, maybe uh, Dan Housen... Uh, maybe Ricky Starks takes some liberties with Dan Housen and Hook doesn't like that. And maybe that sets up an actual match maybe. with Hook and, Hook and Starks. And then that'll answer your question of... Wow, uh, true. That's a what, good point. What do you do with Hook, right? Absolutely. Actually, I agree with you 100%. That's exactly what's going to happen. And if he it has the FTW sense. belt 
it'll be well, like right. a constant thing now. It's like, well, was Taz going to go against his own son, you know, in favor really of Starks and Hobbs? What do There's we do? There's no way he does. I mean, look at Taz. When you really break it down, is he not becoming a baby face in many ways? Well, he's not acting like a heel. Like, he used to he's have, not. like, a Dan Lambert-like role, and then they kind of dropped right. that. He's just a commentator sometimes. He's not with Starks and Hobbs anymore when they go out for matches. It's like they've just dissolved Team Taz quietly and uh, slowly. Um, but this would be a way to, like, kind of stir it all up again and get everybody involved in doing something. Absolutely. I mean, if, exactly if you're not going to... Yeah, if you're not going to do anything with Team Taz, this would be a good way to just, like, finalize the breakup. I agree, 100%. And I think that's the... I mean, what you just said makes the most sense. And it's... E I mean, e what was I going to say? EAW or some shit? I mean, AEW style of booking anyway. That's probably their way of thinking, too. Like, what they're going to do. So now that you've broke it down like that, definitely. It would have been better for me, though if Danhausen did win it or stole it or some shit but it would be pretty funny if he did win it and he'd be like Danhausen FTW and he changes it to for the win instead of fuck the world yeah well you could you could still do that you could still do that and everything else too like you could have you Taz be mad at you know his son for having <laughs> helping Danhausen make a joke out of the belt that he created you know like you can get some heat there or there's there's different ways you can go with it i mean i would not presume to get into the brain of the booker of the year i'm sure he's already wrote this all down six months ago and figured out what he's going to do so we'll just let it play out uh, i won't question it but um, i'm not worried about hook too much he's fine he's not like he, he's not the kind of guy that like you need to step on the gas with He's young. Oh, you don't. There's plenty of time, and he needs to get a little bit more experience if you ever want to really do something with him. He's already good enough to do whatever you need him to do, but just um, it would just be better if he has a little more seasoning and stuff like that. So let him do what he whatever he's doing. Don't rush it. Figure it out. He's not ruined just, yet. It's fine. I hope you're right, and I've said that too, right? And um, I said I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Jeff Lippman, one of my co-hosts, and shout out to Jeff. Uh, you know, he thinks the the hook train is is done. It's crashed. It's it's stopped. Well, he also stop. Yeah, well, he also thought Okada didn't get a pop at Forbidden Door. So. Oh, that was yeah, that was so stupid. That don't even everything give me everything <laughs> everything Jeff Lippman says is questionable at best. Always questioning. Thank you. <laughs> you hear that, Lippman? Yeah, that's from the vet. That's, I never that's said directed shit. straight at you, Lippman. <laughs> I'm watching you. Yeah. I see what you say. <laughs> 100% so. agree with you 100% he's a big Tom hater go, go cuddle up with your lady. lily doll and cry about it <laughs> you saw that anyway. oh boy I thought he was joking mind you that he was getting that but nope it was oh legit. it wasn't just a it wasn't <laughs> it was just a, legit, a clever ironic joke no it was oh. he really has one <laughs> right. well speaking of ironic I mean we get FTR making the entrance for another in ring interview about that's all they talk is the same old shit as cash wheeler says 2022 has been pretty decent year and no match bigger for them than going to war with the briscoes as supercard of honor but death before dishonor is going to be even bigger 
because Dax Harwood tells a story about his daughter having a hole in her heart that healed up. And he goes on to say, if that little girl, if that little eight-year-old girl will fight that hard, her daddy's got no chance but to fight that hard to create a legacy she can be proud of. At death before dishonor, he's going to fight like an eight-year-old girl and beat right. the Briscoe's ass, which doesn't make sense to me, but I get it. Um, can we get in? The, can we like stop this shit already? Really? I mean, uh, I stop, get it. They're so what? over. Man, he's got to stop. Like, first of all, if I was uh, Dax, or was it Cash? Cash Wheeler? It's it's uh, Dax pissed. Daxon and Cash Cashson, right? That's their names. <laughs> I can't, I don't even know if it's Cash Dax, Max. Who the fuck cares at this point? But basically. Don't you feel like Cash or Dax or whatever fuck their names are? Axe and the, Smash. The bald or... one. Axe and Smash of Demolition. We yeah. only need freaking Crush at this point. But, uh, like, really, doesn't he need to shut the fuck up, Cash Wheeler? <laughs> like, like, seriously, man. Or Dax Hardwood, sorry. <laughs> the bald one? Is, is the, that bald one want, the bald you one. You want the bald one to shut up, right? The mulleted one, the bald can, one can keep talking? <laughs> The mullet motherfucker has got to start talking, man, because he's just sitting there while his teammate is taking all the glory. And I truly mean that because I think Dax is putting himself way too over and not putting FTR over enough, if you get my drift. Uh, I don't I don't know. I don't care either. Whatever. Well, see, there you go. You don't care, and that's a problem. Well, I, I don't care if... One of them gets more or less promo time than the other, or I don't care about, like, I, I just, it, it's not, this, I, I don't want to say anything bad about this, because it's just, it, it was just there. It, it wasn't, like, too, I don't need to criticize this. I, I'm not going to say it's my favorite thing, but, uh, I mean, what they did, they just came out and did the promo. Briscoes aren't allowed on Warner Discovery shows, so they're not going to get a rebuttal from them. It's basically going to be one-sided. And here's the thing that sucks about that. Um, as I cover the Impact Wrestling uh, on the Impact Attack at Hami Media Group, uh, I was really enjoying getting to see the Briscoes on a weekly basis, you know, them being some of the most entertaining guys in wrestling. But um, they wrote them out of the show which I don't know if it's That's permanent really? or if it's just for a little while, but they wrote them out of the show because they had, uh, I guess it was, was it honor no more or somebody Should anyway, out of honor. No, no, no. Like the, the group and impact. That's like X ring of honor. Oh, yeah. guys. On it's like honor no more. Honor no more. That's what it's ho no, called. ho no mo. Uh, they, they pillmanized, uh, oh, yeah, going back that. to shout outs to Brian Pillman. They pillmanized the Briscoes, <laughs> like, putting the chair on the legs and smashing it and stuff like that. And, and so now these guys are like too injured to, to fight, but now they have a big two out of three falls championship match at ring of honor. So there's no consistency between the companies on what they want to do, which oh. is kind of a problem. Um, are they signed to impact wrestling? Like officially, are they actually signed to impact? I don't know if anybody signed an impact, Jimmy. What does the impact <laughs> well, contract mean in 2022? <laughs> what, what, but more importantly, what is an impact? Yeah, what is that, right? <laughs> what is that shit? I'll tell you what the... But you know what? Them boys have got something to say because it's a shame we can't get much of this on Dynamite. 
Chick, read that shit for me again, Chick. What exactly did he say? He said, I'm going to start a GoFundMe to get these guys some real wrestling gear. And by GoFundMe, I mean, I'll just pay for it. Talk to my guy at G Wear, and I'll take care of the bill. Hashtag pay it for it. You going to take care of the bill, huh? You going to take care of the bill? Let me tell you something, boy. We don't need your dirty ass money. What man, the fuck you think this is, son? Man, look. But if you dead ass, let me get some of them big underwears like you got. Come about three yeah. inches below the neck. Hey, hey, as a matter of fact, man, we, hey, we got new gear. We got new gear. I'm going to wear that bitch tomorrow in Texas. Yo, check this out right here. Hey, you see it? Top five dead or alive, hands down, boy. You see it? Hey, go ahead and get you one. ProWrestlingTees.com, get you one. Huh? You heard the man down Texas. You understand, big guy? You understand me? Hey, hey, at this point, I'm done talking with y'all, man. Y'all want to play this Twitter bullshit? Fuck that. Pull up, baby. Pull up. We're going to be in Dallas, Texas tomorrow night. That's We're going to be in Baltimore next week. Pull up. We right here, motherfucker. Fuck this bullshit. Twitter ass bullshit. Where y'all at? Fuck these motherfuckers. Mark Briscoe in the background is what fucking kills me, bump, bro. Let <laughs> me get them big old panties. Like right. you got, dude, that is the funniest. I needed that. I needed to smile at something in wrestling today because I wasn't getting it from Dynamite, bro. Yeah. These guys. I've said this before. I'll say as many times as I need to. I don't. They should never go there. But the WWE needs these guys bad. Like, they need them so bad. Because the fake Briscoes that they call the Usos are not cutting it. it <laughs> hey, it's, yeah, it's a good point. It's not. It's, it's a good point. The real ones is what they need. They need to just turn that place upside down. I would have them doing everything, dude. If I was there, oh, man. if I was Stephanie McMahon, I'd be like, okay, <laughs> you guys are going to be the new. You're going to break John Cena's Make-A-Wish record. Uh, you're going to be on commentary. Uh, you're going to do the yeah. shop the shop.com commercials instead of the new day. Oh, that'll be brilliant. Um, you know what I mean? You're going to have matches. Don't worry. We'll have you in matches. You'll win the, we'll win the unified belts. No problem. We ain't got no other good tag teams here anyway. And then, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's what I would you know do. What's, but you know, what's sad, bro. You know, what's really sad. Hmm. We're not going to get the Briscoes man winning at, uh, death before dishonor. I'll call no. it Ring of Honor. I'll use that loosely because it's so not ROH. And uh, and why? I mean, do we need FTR to fucking get this win again? I feel like the Briscoes should really get a win here, right? If they did win the Ring of Honor tag bouts, just say, then I assume like they've signed with AEW per se, right? Under a Ring of Honor contract. But is it true that Discovery Warner does not want them on their screens? I don't know if that's true. I don't know if anything I hear is true. That's just what I hear. Yeah. You know, fair, fair like, point. fair point. I don't know how much, like how could, could people, can you imagine people that work there? Like in those offices, like at those companies, like knowing who these guys are, can, is, is it, can you, do yeah. you really think like it's that no, like, Hey, no, I no. followed this guy on Twitter and he says some horrible stuff <laughs> like 10 years ago. Do you really see that as like a discovery executive? I don't know, bro. I don't know, but I'll just say that, um, you know, wrestling has always improved with Briscoe's on it. 
that's all I absolutely say. man absolutely i mean these guys are fucking great man can you I see mean, can you see like uh you know going back to the wwe thing can you see them making like forget the lily doll but can you can you see them making like a, a mark <laughs> like a mark briscoe plushie with like the googly eyes you know like the kids would love that that, that would be like a top seller Man, yeah. why haven't they done that yet for themselves, at least, and sell that shit? I mean, I've never seen a Briscoe's, like, plushy doll or some shit, man. Yeah. Never. Like, yeah. never. It'd Absolutely. be awesome. You could, you could thank the vet later, guys. I'm talking to you, Mark and Jay Briscoe. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. That's why he's the vet. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. Plushies. Absolutely. Kids love plushies. plushies. <laughs> Kids absolutely do love plushies. Tag plushies. Well, <laughs> speaking of plushies, though, vet... <laughs> <laughs> okay okay I'd I'm, I'm interested to hear this segue <laughs> whoops i ended up headbutting my mic uh before i get to the plushies let's just go to jay lethal for a moment uh, before okay. i get to the plushies all right um we get jay lethal sanjay dutt and satnam singh uh interviewed backstage as dutt loses his mind talking about how much he doesn't care about christopher daniels at this point neither do we i think Vet. Mm. but anyway and how jay is going to become the new ring of honor world tv champion lethal says he'd have done it already if samoa joe would show up to work and that brings daniels out to challenge him to a match on rampage and tells him to keep joe's name out of his mouth as lethal accepts the challenge jimmy crack corn vet and we don't care i don't know well, I, I definitely I don't, don't. I, I don't want to see this match but I, I'd like Neither to see, I, and I like them both. Well, I'd like to see Christopher Daniels anywhere except in a ring. But I'd like to see him, like, because you know, AEW doesn't have like an authority figure. They just say, uh, "I just got word from Tony Khan in the back that we're gonna have this match next week." Well, you know, Christopher Daniels would be a good uh, general manager type character. Yeah. I think I'd, I'd like sure, to see man. him do that. I can see but, that, man. Especially if he does the Vince McMahon part that he was originally supposed to do, and says, "It was me, TK." It was me all along. You know what I mean? Remember the Vintage Man? Yeah. Uh, Ministry of Darkness. and I definitely am in the camp The camp that does not believe that was ever actually going to be Christopher Daniels. But um, Apparently it was pretty close to being that. I think Edge... Because nobody... Edge's book and he mentioned that in his book. I don't know. Nobody knew who he was then. That's what everybody True. would say now, right? Nobody knows who right, Christopher for Daniels sure. is. So well, it, <laughs> you, you couldn't have a reveal like that to be somebody that nobody knew. And, and you know like, how that's the WWE's attitude. That? How is it the WWE's attitude uh, that it doesn't matter what you did before you got here, and then you're going to have him be like one of the biggest angles ever, right? Yeah, sure. One of the biggest little guys, bro. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that <laughs> Imagine too. that. that oh, dude, boy. Yeah. He would have absolutely got berated. And He's lucky the internet wasn't as big as it was back in 98, was it? Or 99 when that happened? It was around that time anyway um so anyway we get well i gotta uh, i gotta i do have to shout out christopher daniels though because he pushed my elevator floor button for me when my hands were full of panda express uh. so <laughs> really mm -hmm. <laughs> that's funny where was that in kelly uh las vegas oh cool what'd you go to a did you go to an AEW event did you no it was a ring of honor uh when he was in the addiction oh we got few years back now and yeah. the addiction was cool for what it was you know back then 
But yeah, um, I was staying. Yeah. I was staying at the same place, and I, I had the penthouse suite, and he was probably down on one of the lower floors trying to save some money. But well, so I, I ate my Panda Express in my hot tub. <laughs> well, we're speaking of the addiction, where the fuck is Kazarian? <laughs> um, he was on Impact recently. Was he? Yeah. Well, that's he had a where match he with Chris belongs, Saban. Really. And oh, if you know anything about Chris Saban, match? you know Chris Saban went over because he's basically the Goldberg '98 of uh, Impact Wrestling. Nobody beats Chris Saban. <laughs> Goldberg '98, and I don't understand why he is that man. I'm so over Saban. He stinks, like Kurt Angle said. I don't know if you remember, but uh, he said <laughs> he he said he stinks. And you know what? Just looking at him, I can smell him, dude. But it is what it is. Um, we get Hathaway and Jay Cargill and Kiera Hogan making their entrance. Stokes says he's got good news and bad news. Bad news is Layla Gray isn't cleared to compete. The good news, though, Vet, is Chris Stanlander is banned from ringside and there will be no head slapping here as Jade pumps up the crowd and we're off. And now I go was back to the Was this the part that was going to be dolls. the plushies? Oh, no, now yes. it's the plushies. Okay. <laughs> and we get Miss Plushie herself. I'm going to get heat for this. Athena's getting a, a bit too plushy, in my opinion, but it's Team Plushy in Athena and Willow Nightingale <laughs> versus <laughs> Jake Cargill and Kiera Hogan, the baddies. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. I'm pretty plushy myself. Come on. I can say it. I don't, know how it, I don't know how it is uh, down under Jimmy right now, but it's too hot to be cuddling with these women. All right. <laughs> Maybe oh, in no. a few, maybe in a few months, when it starts oh, to, shit. when the leaves start to fall off. <laughs> right now, though, they can, they can oh, stay away. Oh <laughs> man, that made me cry, bro. I'm not gonna lie, that was fucking good. That was. Look at my eyes, dude. I see it. <laughs> look at my eyes. That was golden. That was absolutely brilliant. Tremendous, actually, vet. Tremendous. Um, oh, anyway, <laughs> team plush. <laughs> and uh <laughs> well shall i say jay cargill and, and the baddies in kiera hogan win by beamful over uh team plushy dolls in jade cargill and willow uh nightingale no, Athena, Not willow. the other way around yeah sorry my bad Athena. so i uh, jimmy i didn't watch one second of this match it was on but i didn't look at it uh i assumed that uh everybody was awesome and everything went perfect First this of all, I like want to a, say this. Yeah. Well, do you remember one of the peeves that uh, Athena, formerly known as Ember Moon, had in WWE? Do you remember? It was pretty recent. The peeves? Well, I remember. Her, what I remember is her saying something about like the way they were being told to dress or something like that. Yes. Yeah. And what did we see tonight? Well, last night on Dynamite. Well, what did we see? A whole lot of skin by Athena. Yeah. I, I'm just saying. Well, here's the deal. This is how I feel about women in wrestling, bro. <laughs> There's a place for all of them, in a way, and this is what I mean. If you feel like you're a good wrestler and you want to wrestle and you don't want to be treated as a sex object, I'm cool with that. If you can't wrestle and you only want to be treated as a sex object and eye candy, I'm cool with that. If you can wrestle and you don't mind 
um, you know, showing a little skin. I'm cool with that. If if you don't want to do something because you're not comfortable doing it, I'm cool with that. I don't think anybody should be made to do something that they're not comfortable doing because there's all different types of people. You know, you don't have to like you can't just have all you can't have a whole roster full of Kelly Kellys. You got to have diversity. You got to have just you got to sell different things to different people. There's going to be the girls that, you know, are going to be like, well, I could be a, a wrestler and just be famous, but I could also just more easily uh, point my butt at the camera and be an Instagram model. That's much easier. Well, and there's, there's going to be girls that see the action of wrestling and like, I want to do that someday. And that's cool too. Like, but I'm not, I'm not with the whole Johnny Ace telling you how you need to act thing. That, I'm not okay with that. No. So if you're not cool with it, I'm not cool with it. If you're cool with it, I'm cool with it. Whatever you're cool with. I just don't think people should be told something that they don't want to do. And of course, I'm talking about within reason. I mean, nobody wants to go to their nine to five jobs and do that every day. I get that. But what I'm just saying is like, if you feel like you're being compromised, your morals or, or your ethics or whatever is being compromised and you have to do something out of fear or coercion or things like that, yeah, I don't... Uh... So, obviously, if she's dressing like this on this, that means that she's okay with dressing like this, and they probably want her to dress way different. But we all know that it's probably just more of a case of her, like, th them just fat-shaming her or something. You know what I mean? Like, quietly. So. Plushies. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. She looked That's like not John Laurinaitis' type, so <laughs> she's going to get heat. Right? She was called Ember Moon, after all. I mean, well, not quite heat, but, like, yeah, it's getting hot. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Uh, embers, you know. Yeah, I'm just saying there was a few embers starting, you know, while she was around, warm. but uh, yeah. a little warm, lukewarm even maybe, but you know. Right. Anyway, so she yeah, put on a I clinic like... here tonight, right? That was that was what uh, happened. No, no clinic. All I'll right. be honest, dude. I think she's so overrated, man. I don't see it, man. I, I just, I think. Since her injury, man, was it a knee injury I think she had? She's definitely regressed too, man. She was not as good as she first was when she was in NXT back in WWE until her injury happened and then she just went backwards in WWE and I feel like I don't even know that they know what to do with her anyway. You know what I mean? So she's not beating Jade Cargill. There's no chance of that happening. And I will say, and I want to point out, that Jade Cargill looks so much better in this match than... A lot of other matches, even though those kicks, those sort of push style kicks that she was doing on Athena was pretty fucking, uh, looked pretty stiff in many ways. Like, she really mm -hmm. put a bit of oomph into it. But man, when you put Athena up against Jade Cargill, you got a freaking five foot one chick against a legit 5'10 chick. And just looking at him, it's just night and day. Like, literally, like, well, one's a freak one's a freak specimen superstar written all over her with charisma like just dripping off her and the other one is just plushy, plushy. i'm just saying <laughs> you know what i mean there's nothing wrong with that i'm plushy no. just saying you know what nothing i mean wrong with it. you're showing um, too much skin though man and you're well, look you're not you're not gonna get you're not gonna get a great deal of women that can match up to the stature of jade so That's we have to point. throw that out the window if you ever want to talk about who she's going to have matches with. She's most women are closer to five foot than six foot. 
That's true. And That's true. So, I mean, so you got to, you know, unless you unless you just want Jade to retire undefeated in a couple of weeks, then she's not she's not going to have to, you know. Um, well. I don't know if they want to pull the trigger on Statlander. She doesn't seem like the one to to end the streak or whatever. And they're already, and you know, she already made the comment in the promo about, "Hey, you could be the AEW World Champion. So what? You're just gonna sick, you're gonna sick her on Thunder Rosa now? Like, is that is that what we're doing? Um, you know, I don't know. Uh, what was uh, now? I'm maybe I missed or forgot something. What was Statlander uh, referencing when she smacked her head? Was that like she get a concussion or something? Is that why she wasn't I wrestling? Think so, I mean. Yeah. I guess. Do we I mean, know? I don't think we do. Unless oh. it happened on dark. Because I'm in the dark. Literally. Right. Like let's check I mean, the let's check the AEW botches and uh Kenny Olivier accounts and see <laughs> go through the reels and see what uh Statlander did. What I'm laughing about. Do you ever watch Botch of Mania, bro? Rarely. Oh man, the the latest shows have been fucking comedy, fucking gold. I'm not gonna lie, especially the AEW segment. But what what takes the cake is the Taz segment, and the intro to the Taz segment. Cause you know how Taz is a lot like Jr. He'll shit on shit when he sees yeah. fit. Like you know what I mean? Probably not as blatant as Jr. But he's no. pretty blatant, especially on dark and dark elevations of the darkness, whatever mm-hmm. the fuck it's called. Right, when and, nobody's uh, listening, man, or when he thinks right, nobody's listening. Right, but the shit he says, he's fucking funny, man. Like you got to check that out. Lately, Botchamania has been fucking gold. That, that's all I'm gonna say. Pretty funny, damn funny. Well, anyway, um, let's move on from that ridiculousness to even more ridiculousness as we get Thunderstorm. Hmm. Our interview backstage. Fuck, <laughs> but I before we to get to, to that, <laughs> well, it doesn't matter because neither did yeah, I. I but remember. basically. Jade Cargill cuts a promo on Miyu Yamashita telling her she's the best in Japan but she's going to win next week. Uh, not Jade oh, Cargill. Not, not Jade Cargill. Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa, sorry. Yes, that's right. i got Jade in my head. Um, the other a, champion woman. The other champion woman, absolutely. That did a job uh, yeah, like, randomly in another country for this woman. <laughs> I watched that match, actually, and she lost. Yeah, what's up with <laughs> Speaking that? Speaking of making a... Yeah, what? that as the hurricane would say uh but then guess who rolls up though uh we get team d m d roll up and Britt baker wishes her good luck in a mocking way and says i'll see them friday uh i guess we're having a match on uh rampage (laughs) between Hmm. dmd and uh ray mysterio circa 95 if you know what i'm saying (laughs) i think i do um well now i can't Uh, so like thunderstorm yeah, thunder. I, I, I can't quite call Jamie Hader a plushie. She's more like one of those, like you solid, know the uh, solid plushie. Yeah, you know the, you know the, um, the 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 striking dummy that sits on that's that sits up there, yeah, yeah, yeah. like really stiff. On the wood thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, with the flat top and everything. She's she's probably more like that. Like there's it's uh, there's there's some give to it because it's rubber, but like definitely some give. But, but she's solid. Uh, yeah, and I, I I like that. I think I I, I like think it too. I, I, I quite like I quite like that. So she's got shape, man. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Unlike the other plushies, you're a bit, you know, mm-hmm. you know, like do you know what a drop tank is? Like on your car, you know, like the tank, your your 
your gas tank, right? Okay, yeah. You know, if you get some hotted up cars, they've got like drop tanks where you can sort right. of see them real low. Uh huh. That's that's Athena and uh, and the other plushie Willow. Like they got their asses sort of dropped down. Like <laughs> you know what I mean? And you know, you got solid chicks. You know that. You know they they work hard, bro. If you know what I mean. Yeah. It sounds bad the way I'm a, portraying it, but they got a nice. Uh, well, they got workers. a nice middle ground yeah. too, because Tony. Absolutely. You know she's Absolutely. she's a little plushy and a little hard, oh, so perfectly plushy. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> like Tony. Plushy. Oh Absolutely. man, Tony. Tom, and, and real, Tom, just yeah. just while we're on the subject of Tony and Rosa, because I didn't get to talk about it, but I heard you guys talk about it on your review or whatever. That match at Forbidden Door was the fucking shits. I don't know what everybody oh, else was watching. Yes. It was terrible. I don't know what happened. It should. What was that? What the hell was that? Those two women are decent. Why'd they? Well, Tony's great, and Thunder Rosa's all right. So they should have had a better match than that. Well, it was weird. Jagger it was actually, like it was like Thunder Rosa kicked the shit out of her and then beat her. That's it. That's how AEW no... booking is, bro. That's how. It but a but goes. they don't book. But they don't. They don't book the match. They. I mean, they they book the match oh, yeah, to yeah. happen, but they don't tell them right, what to right. do. They got to come up well, with the that agents, shit on their own. And yeah, and what agent was that? Say the finishes. Well, think about it. Isn't Dean Malenko still an agent? And I'm not giving him shit. Dean Malenko oh. is one of the greatest in ring technicians ever, right? So he probably was just reading a newspaper while they were putting their match together. Well, and didn't... I, I don't want to sound bad, but you, this guy is an agent in AEW while he's getting early signs of Alzheimer's and Parkinson's disease. Hmm. Now, hmm. is he fit enough to be doing an agent role in AEW? I hate to say it, man. But maybe. Like, maybe that's the only thing that keeps his brain working. But it, well, it, now if, it makes I don't even sense. know. Look, we don't know that he was the agent for that match. Let's say that right out of the gate. We don't know if that was his match. So let's not... <laughs> But let's just say a, an Alzheimer's and Parkinson's uh, suffering person could have agented a better match than whoever agented that match between them at Forbidden Door. Anyways, let's Whoa. let's skip ahead to current events. All right, let's skip ahead. Fuck the thunderstorm because it's getting chilly already. Um, yeah. Anyway, we get the main event, actually, Vet, as we get Fuck. Chris Jericho versus Eddie Kingston in a barbed wire everything death match. Uh, where do I start, bro? I mean, seriously. I mean, wow. where do I start with this shit? I mean, it Can't. was just a mess. If I was Justin Roberts, first of all, I would have had some like, some like a little like one of those little bottles of red food coloring or something, and I would have held it in my hand with the microphone and squeezed it. No, I I squeeze it with the microphone so it looked like it stabbed me and and it would run down the hand. Wouldn't that have been cool? And then you kind of like look at it, like, like you make a face while you're announcing. That would have been good to sell it. But anyways, um, who cares about my thoughts on wrestling? Uh, yeah, we do care, man. We do. Okay, all right. Well, since you care, I don't know this. <laughs> what, what am I supposed to say about this? This is nothing like anything that I'm supposed to do. Like I learned, I went, I trained, I went to school, I learned an art form. This. Yeah. I don't know what the hell this was. And you had two people that damn sure should have known better involved in this. You know? Yeah. Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho doing this kind of shit? That this, this is some fucking... Leave this shit to Nick Gage and those fucking terrible backyard wrestlers. What are you doing? What are you doing? Murder, death, kill. Vet. Murder, death, kill. 
<laughs> now, Christian Racing in 2022. Now, now this would already be bad enough, Jimmy, if this was like a perfectly executed garbage match. But they fucked wow. a lot of shit up. Right off the <laughs> bat, you plainly see Chris Jericho getting his blade out and stuff when he's on the mat. It's just like the camera doesn't know enough to not shoot it. So, like, he's just, like, you know what I'm talking about? When, when Eddie runs, grabs a microphone and hits him right away, and then he falls on the oh, ground, and, like, you see him start going into his gloves or whatever, and, like, the camera's right on him, and why were they on him? Like, you tell me. You know I, mean? I, I don't know. Uh, that's the um, one thing that, that throws me off with AEW is you see a lot of that shit in general, man. Even when they're communicating it's in your face dude and then the camera cuts away like after like five seconds already Oops. you know what i mean yeah yeah so Oops. well and even when keith mitchell was still there they right. did that too so you can't even know, say it's stupid. like you can't even say it's it's the new people it's like they, they've always done this he was from wcw he was doing nitro back in the day so yeah you're right it's true man i mean he should have known better but yeah it is what it is and this match First of all, before I even try to describe this shit, we've had enough of... I mean, how many blow-offs? These matches are supposed to be blow-offs, right? We had blood and guts. Right. We had blood and guts. We had uh, Anarchy in the Arena, where Moxie said, it's nothing like uh, Anarchy in the Stadium, whatever the fuck they did. It's the same shit, just in in an arena this time, right? Well, they didn't do a cinematics that's oh sorry My they bad. didn't do that they didn't do the karate scene in the meat locker <laughs> this time well whatever you know? anyway this is garbage they're yeah. trying to be anita and funk all over again and it's not you know what i'm saying like it's nope. so not and i don't want to see 40 something year olds bleeding everywhere for nothing you know what i mean they're bleeding every week vet like every fucking week well jimmy it's, it's shark week this anymore. week oh I forgot. <laughs> so, so, but, How but, but forgot? now, now we're, yeah, now we're, that's why there was a shark cage that right, the, right, uh, the, true. the Jericho Appreciation Society was up in. I can't even believe I'm saying Jericho Appreciation Society. Like I'm supposed to like really put that over as a thing. Um, but can you imagine? Okay. What if Jimmy, what if this, what if every, from the dawn of AEW up till now, there were no brutal gimmick matches like this. There was no um, Kenny Omega versus John Moxley. There was no exploding ring death match. There's no uh, um, there's no blood and guts. There's no anarchy in the arenas. There's no stadium stampedes. There's no uh, Chris Jericho versus uh, the the bank addicted drug robber. Uh, there's no there's no none of that ever happens but then this match happens okay now you could be like okay we've never seen this before this company's been around for three years they're doing one crazy thing it's shark week i don't like it but i could almost forgive it if this was the only time we've seen it but you said it already they bleed every fucking week why did that japanese kid have to bleed in the match with john moxley what the hell was that for are you kidding? Fuck. Why? I wish I was. I wish I was. I so, don't know who, man. I so really they don't. they just 
you know, they've shotgunned every gimmick idea and hotshotted this entire company for its entire existence. And then we're, we get this and it's, it's almost like we're like, okay, and next, you know, like the, what else you've already desensitized everybody to the violence. Um, doesn't feel special anymore. So, and then, and then on top of that, you're fucking it up. What about that after the match? You know, like Eddie Kingston loses again. So that's again. great. And, and I then, thought he was going to win this time, dude, at least. But Jericho right. clearly doesn't want to fucking. Yeah. Well, Jericho's like, well, I got to get my win back, right? Because he beat me that one time. Um, but, and then, oh, uh, God. and then, uh, yeah. And then they do that horrible thing afterwards with uh, Sam and Guevara where they oh. completely mess everything up. You know Oops. what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, I know you're right. It's true. And I man. saw that. I saw that that uh, somebody had posted that, and then when I went back on Twitter, um, I saw it again, but it said that it had been removed from because of copyright things. Like that clip had been removed from copyright things. So Donald Stevens in full effect there, um, but the, it's like you can remove it from that guy's Twitter account, but you fucking showed it on TV. It's out there. You did it, bro. It's over. There's nothing else that can save you now. So, nice try, Don Stevens. Can you hear Jaws in the background, dude? Someone's creeping on us, bro. Uh oh. <laughs> it's Eddie. It's Chris. It's Shark Week. It's Shark Week. <laughs> what a joke. Oh, and, what, and my favorite part of the whole thing um, I don't know if it's like a medical condition, but you know, Ty Conti like, can't keep her tongue in her mouth, right? Yeah, sort of like a <laughs> like she's always like, like melts up. It's like she's reaching up to get like a like a like a like a popcorn kernel um, <laughs> shell out of her gums or something, right? I once, you know, when Sammy does that thing where he got the cue cards during the commercial break. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She sat out there one time, and I counted. This is in a picture in picture. She she stuck her tongue out of her mouth like fourteen times in that commercial break i'm not even kidding so she ran down there you know to go and like steal the key from ruby and as she runs down there do you think she stuck her tongue out like like while she's running oh my god these people they're beyond help oh oh i can't breathe i really can't breathe you man you've killed it man tonight you're on fire brother i'm telling you i almost sound yeah. like haku then you're on yeah. fire brother fire brother. <laughs> you know what I mean? not, yeah well i'm, I'm on fire, fire and I'm, brother I'm, st I'm still too hot to cuddle with willow nightingale so oh the plush the plush is good but not too much of it you know what i mean but uh yeah, yeah man just save um, the plush for the mark briscoe doll that we all absolutely. need absolutely that's money that's absolutely money but as you were saying chris jerk ends up winning by pinfall with a barbed wire assisted judas effect uh post match we get eddie recovers and hits the back fist on guevara throws voice into a butt by pit on the floor and that's the show folks this was like the <laughs> natalia at a house show uh <laughs> finish because eddie just got up after he got knocked out with the barbed wire juice effect and kicked their asses <laughs> jesus christ man is that enough, how they sold him on losing like, oh, don't worry. You get no. to no-sell it and kick our asses like Natalia. Dude. <laughs> Fuck. 
No shit. I mean, shout out to JR anyway for like, <laughs> you know, still thinking with his friggin' uh, shark down there in his pants about Natty and his, and his sister. Did you see what he said? I wish she was. I wish she was a bit older than Natty. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> he said that shit, bro. <laughs> Fucking JR, good old JR, man. Keep doing your thing, my man. I mean, seriously. But, uh, yeah, man, I mean, Vet, I think uh, we can take this shit home, bro. I mean, I've, I mean, I've what can we say? But, 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 but nothing's better than this, though, bro, just before we do go. <laughs> is this a new, is that the new best friends? It's the new best was that, friends. Was that man. Chuck Taylor and Trent? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I to, you know those memes? I'm going to tell my kids that was fucking yeah, Chuck I'm gonna, Taylor. Yeah, I'm going to tell my kids <laughs> the best friends. <laughs> oh, man, that's we got to do that shit for sure. But. That was Dynamite, folks. It was Shark Week. It was Fighter Fest. I don't know what the fuck it was this week. It was everything and more, but not really. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it is what it is. TK loves his fucking gimmicks, and gimmicks we will get week in, week out. Because next week, folks, we got Fight for the Fallen. At this point, I'm about to fall off my chair, vet. Because I don't know if I can do this week in, week out. You know how, you, guys, know how, you, know how you guys, you and, like, you and Chris and stuff would say... Um, you know, that like you enjoyed watching the show, but then when you go back to review it, you're like, oh my God, this is actually bad. Right. Well, I just want to say that as we reviewed this, um, this was actually just as bad as I remembered it was when I watched it. I was under no pretenses that this was ever entertaining. So you're spot on. And it's been like that actually for the last three weeks for me, man. It's, it's true. It's true, man. It's it's bad. It's really bad. And shout out to Chris, Mr. AMBS, and that's bullshit in the morning. Uh, and that's L. I mean, that's Ams with no L. That is so not Lambs, but Ams. Yeah. Shout outs, man. He was meant to be coming back soon, but uh, the poor Come dude back, fucking had a tornado knock his fucking house that he was currently trying to sell, and unfortunately now fucking you know he's got to fix up his house. So shout out to you, Chris. We miss you, man. Hurry up and get back it's been way too long bro so uh yeah but you're right man this thing was just it was yeah shark week i guess how many can i say Blood but you know what vet it is it's all <laughs> why'd you say why'd you say that for man god damn it but you know what vet man tell them where they can find you bro because this is a wrap yeah it's gonna be uh it's gonna be hard to find me back here on the <laughs> the skirmish if i have to keep watching this shit. <laughs> but i just came to hang out with you jimmy i just came to Absolutely. hang out with you um it's always a pleasure my man you're always welcome to come on the show whenever you feel like it, bro you know that yeah uh so you can find me everywhere at opinion haver all the social medias anywhere that people have handles that they use on the internet if you put in opinion haver it's probably me if you're not sure um just ask them and uh if it's me i'll tell you uh you can find me every week on um for the Hami media group on channel attitude i regularly do the next level wrestling review with big ray hernandez and you might want to check out this week's episode uh because we sat down with um stevie richards to talk about uh the recent uh ray for those of you who don't know ray recently had a health scare and we got to talking about you know how environmental stress and things played a part in it and then he had the idea to bring on stevie and talk about what he does with his fitness program and everything to help 
with the not only the physical part of it but the emotional part of it and how it all kind of ties together so we had a, almost a good hour with stevie um and that is available for free on the homie media group youtube channel just that part so you can check that out and please do uh it, you just may hear something in there that will resonate with you um and then of course i do the impact attack every week uh with colin wysong and brandon stransky and we talk about impact of course and uh it's pretty uh well without without the briscoes and with no moose sightings for two weeks it's i don't even know why i'm watching that show anymore Ooh, if I can't ooh. have Moose and the Briscoes, what what am I even doing? I should just quit, right? Should I just walk off the job? Like you might as well. You you text me <laughs> when Moose comes back. I ain't watching this shit. Um. So yeah. So but but no, I'll be there uh, because I'm a total professional. And even if a tornado did knock my house down, I wouldn't miss a show. So you know, shots fired at uh, you know, be, bullshit in the morning. Um. <laughs> What else do I got going on? Anything? Um, I don't think so. I think that's it for me. But uh, yeah, sure. like I said, opinion ever everywhere. That's absolutely. And I just want to say, happy birthday, Colin Wysong, man. I'll just, I'll, I should throw it out there, even though it was a couple of days ago. I'll say it now from all of us here at the PWC and our new media group and channelattitude.com. Happy birthday, Colin, you prick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck I'm him. Just, <laughs> Fuck him, Tuna. I didn't even we send love him a, man. I didn't even send him a text. <laughs> I know. Neither did I. But it doesn't matter. It's the next best thing. It's right here on the air live. And we're saying happy birthday to Colin. But in saying that, if you want to follow me, you can at the PWC Network and also at DJ Mass Effects, like right there. Also, please like and subscribe at the PWCnetwork.podbean.com. We can find all our shows. Also, the PW Hustle Networks. We can also find the skirmish over there channelattitude.com for only five bucks you can catch me and the vet and everyone else including stevie richards the ayatollah himself bin hamin big ray hernandez colin weissong you name it they're all there including vince russo and all his crew big Vito, and i can go on and on and on and jargo at channelattitude.com for five bucks come on peeps don't be tight five bucks is all it is and everything costs five dollars now and you're it not does. getting five dollars worth out of it but you get way more than five dollars worth from us so absolutely you do no doubt about it and also like and subscribe at hamin media group and the blowoffpod.com um in saying that i'm jimmy t here's the opinion haver the vet and you've been listening to the pwc wednesday night skirmish right here on the pwc network and at the pw hustle networks peace